Today on Gamerhead Radio, find out why this happens later. We killed Charlie! (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know, um... I don't know if we have a hyena loose in the studio. We broke our Charlie, man. Uh, Gamerhead Radio starts now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Gamerhead Radio. My name is Charlie Technotronicorn Worthley. Candy Mountain, Charlie. I am Jonathan Santiago, a.k.a. Fallon Flynn. Morbius the villains, come on! I, I, I'm, I'm here. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I can verify this. Former the artist formerly known as Goat. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm poking him Ow! right I, now. I'm getting poked. What yep. the fuck? I, uh, <laughs> I'm just checking. Just no, sure. actually, I'm uh, way over-obsessed with two totally opposite things, Goat, today. <laughs> Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, so uh, uh, we are we are recording this um, here in uh, in the Gamerhead Radio Studios, as per the usual. And uh, um, well, it's uh, it's it's. I mean, for me, I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's just been more of the same. It's uh, just been a whole lot of work, a whole lot of ponies, a whole lot of computers. Uh, John, how about you? How's your week been? My week, my week was uh, my son's first birthday passed this week, and no. um, we very quietly celebrated it with a we gave him a cupcake which he tore to shreds like he should and uh, we did that uh, just at home for Megan and I and uh, threw a little shindig for our respective families to get together today actually that's what I did right before coming to record so we had like a little uh, cowboy themed birthday party it was super cute and awesome exactly what you think um and uh, that that was it. It was you know the usual. So a little bit of gaming, um, some villain news coming down the pipeline in the next couple of weeks. My brother and I have been talking about some things, so there's going to be some fun announcements. It's been kind of quiet for the last month or so, but there's there's stuff riding down the way. Stuff, stuff, stuff is good. Yeah. Goat, goat. What's your stuff? What my, my, uh, have my, you been? My stuff. Working a little bit. Uh, doing some repairs to some studio stuff. Oh, nice. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I just, I hate tearing shit apart. Hooray for productivity? I yeah, so. well, I mean, it's great, but I hate tearing shit apart and putting it back together and going, okay, what do you do? Uh, and then <laughs> uh, the the big thing was, uh, before I came before I came here, me and John live far different lives, if you haven't noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, I was out playing... All three of us are yes, pretty, yeah. Yes, I, I, I came directly from the game store and was playing epic-size X-Wing this week. Yeah, um, the, those, these, those are no longer miniatures. Yeah, these ships yeah. are... Capital ships, eh? Yeah, are... Uh, you could beat them in? With these ships yeah, and it's, win. It's hard to tell from the pictures. First of all, if you're not following Goat at Sir Goatsworth on Instagram, uh, you should because he's been posting a lot of pictures of this of the X-Wing tabletop game. Um, and so, like, these pictures of, like, these capital ships, like, it's hard to tell just from the picture because I don't have a frame of reference. How big actually are they? Um, well, the two we were using this week were uh, comfortably a foot long. By Good a, Lord. I mean, a good, I mean, at the at the, the, ra- the Raider at the at its peak is probably about four or five inches to wide. To give you scale, <sighs> just set... Long ways yeah. two Chipotle burritos <laughs> side by side. Yes, that's, and, um, and and give them an arc to fire in. That, that's, that, right. that's a good uh, nineteen and a half inches. That's, um, that's good. Um, how big is the playing field? Like how big is the board? Uh, we were using a four foot by six foot mat today. Yeah, Jeez. it can be fairly that's large. Intense. Yes. Now, how yeah. much does one of those things cost? Seventy dollars American. Uh, but there's only three ships. in existence right now. There's yeah. only three that ships that size. So you're not really right. breaking the bank. And they come painted like you see them. They're out oh, the okay. box, and, and we've, we've, uh, me and Carlton, listen mm-hmm. to the show play, uh, we've both said that for $70, and they come out of the box painted like that, it's worth just sitting on your shelf. 
Like never even playing the game. That's the nice thing about the X-wing miniature game. Is yeah, they, they, they do look very yeah. Yeah. That, that, that comes out. That's from the box. For being mass-produced items, they're pretty well painted. Yeah, yeah. way better than the Star Trek one, which is yeah. what would averted me from going the Star Trek route. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, oh, Star Trek, yeah, and I went and looked at the painting, and I'm like, obviously the C Squad is painting these because they are terrible. <laughs> they are fucking terrible compared to the Star Wars ones. So, uh, that's about all I've been doing though. It's just playing in space. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So before we get, uh, get into uh, what we played this last week, coming out in releases on uh, Tuesday, October 27th, we have Divinity Original Psy Enhanced Edition on what? the PS4 and the Xbox One. That's S- Original SI. I, I don't know. I just pronounce oh. it like it looks. SI? SI. That is Spanish for C. Original C Enhanced Edition. Everything is C. Uh, WRC5 I don't know what the first four were uh, on the PS3 World Relic uh, Championship oh, thank you uh, on the PS3 the PS4 the Xbox 360 and the Xbox One uh, Halo 5 Guardians woo, woo on the Xbox One looking forward to that um, yeah, man I am so psyched that that radio drama yeah. has gotten me more excited for this <laughs> yeah. game than I ever yeah, thought yeah. possible I, I think I've kind of accepted that the game can probably not possibly live up to the awesomeness of that drama <laughs> although I was not impressed with this week's episode I was I actually I actually was I, I, uh, I appreciated Mark Hamill being in it yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Why do I miss shit like this? Because uh, you don't listen to the fucking show. Yeah. Even though we've told you for the last two weeks running. Yeah, but I don't have three hours like to open. It's the, each episode is only like twenty minutes, like long. fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah, actually. but I need like I, I kind of want to do the block, like John said. Like sure. you don't have to. I, 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 I that that's a good way to do it. But mm-hmm. I can tell you, it's not it's not necessary. It's very compelling. Just commute it. Just let's do it on your commute. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Maybe this yeah. week I'll commute do it. We- uh, WWE 2K16 on the PS3, the PS4, the Xbox 360, and Here's the Xbox One. Hoping it's better than last year. Uh, <laughs> it won't be. Darksiders 2. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I had not read this previously. Uh, the Death Initiative Edition. Yes. On the PS4. I hope Annalise is hearing this. Her ears are bleeding. <laughs> she hates puns. For anybody that live, that does follow us for Vs for Villains of this, send Annalise all your puns. She hates them. How does that she put up with you guys? You she, and Nick are like the like pun kings because there's nowhere to run. That is, I'm sort of terrified. That for her explains right now. all good. the hate mail I've been getting from her. <laughs> it's true. It's good. Uh, uh, MX versus ATV Supercross Encore on the PS4 and the Xbox One. Mega Coin Squad on the PS4 and the Park on PC. On Wednesday, October 28th, we're getting River City Super Sports Challenge All Stars Special on the PS4. It's a very long name for a game nobody cares about. Nope. Uh, Probably couldn't find the case. Could be. Uh, Thursday, October 29th, The Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky SC on the PC and the PSP. Mm. Super Championship? Uh, Sure. (laughs) Uh, And uh, that's it. Coming out next week. Um, Of course, uh, coming up here. I don't know. We're we're, we're kind of, aside from uh, Black Ops 3 on November 6th, that's kind of everything about the next couple weeks. We've we've sort of... uh, reached i think like the peak um until we hit the i think fallout is oh, uh yes. it's probably about the next big one um oh, we've yes. done the big uh, the, the peak of the, the, the yeah. releases we've yeah. done big october now we gotta wait for big november yep, yeah yep, yep. i have a feeling we may be able to to do a, a feature on fallout by itself <laughs> coming up madness indeed uh so uh john what did you play this last week uh i uh, i kind of stayed the course and just stuck with mad max for the most part because when i talked about it on the show last week i only got about an hour and a half with it before coming in to talk about it and the game's got some surprises in store man like there there are some pleasant things that i found about the game since i'm probably about six hours into it but a lot of that six hours is just like i get sidetracked so easily in that game 
Um, I mean to go do story missions. I get attacked by guys. I drive by, like, you know, scrap piles to find stuff or, uh, ooh, piece of candy. You know, like, I just, <laughs> I, it's so easy to get distracted in that game. And I'm usually pretty, like, stay on point when I'm playing open world games, but not this one. Thanks, Charlie. <laughs> what is, why would you do these to me? Um, I don't know what you're talking about, John. Uh, you should really put that up for our <laughs> listeners to see. He just turned this horror, it's really a horror, toward me. Uh, and now he's doing it to go mid-recording. Mid <laughs> and he's completely... Uh, um, it, it, it's, uh, it's some sort of picture of uh, some guy wearing, um, I think, uh, one of the, uh, the Five Nights at Freddy's masks. Bear. Um, and it's, uh, it's terrifying. It is it's terrifying. It's a bear <laughs> who works at Target. Uh, <laughs> red, shirt. red shirt uh um, he's also doomed uh so John, you were saying. yes yes um it's just a really cool game the weather effects blow my mind whenever a storm passes by oh my god they're they are uh a force to be reckoned with and i'm sure uh, goat's giving me the look so i'm sure he's got notes over there but uh i stuck with mad max for the most part this week uh our good friend and one-time co-host uh b-squad co-host ryan on was kindly enough to uh, purchase a collector's edition copy of Metal Gear Solid Five for me because my birthday is next month, and he just he, I don't see him that often, so he dropped it off early. Um, so I will be jamming that soon. Um, I I played some Mario Kart on on my DS, and that was fun. You know, that was my my weekly pooping game. Um, nice, nice. It was good. It was good. Um, and then uh, let me see. I played some Star Trek Online. That was uh, I just felt like playing some Star Trek Online. That's some stinky Rainbow Road. Ooh, <laughs> god damn, goat! That's that's not okay. Brutal, um, goat. You also played Mad Max, I believe. I did, I did. Um, <clears throat> I, I have, actually have a little list here. Uh, we'll start, but we'll end with Mad Max. Okay. Now, remember, people, thing. he's not an open world person, yeah, so we'll, we'll I'm get to dying to hear what he has. So, to say speaking of you not being an open world person, Mr. John here had uh, graciously loaned me his copy of Batman Blackgate, mm. which is the uh, DS Arkham title, yeah. infinitely better. Metroidvania yeah. style, infinitely yeah. better. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I love it. It's it, it's been my pooping game this week. Awesome, great, man. I'll be honored when I get that copy back to know that uh, it was in the queue yeah. with you. That's yes. great. Yes, it'll be great. Uh, let's see. Then I played Minecraft Story Mode, and I understand why Charlie should just stop. Don't don't even go any farther. Okay, more on that. <laughs> uh, it's there's it's just there's too much inside humor for you. If you don't know anything about Minecraft, even there were some ports where I'm like. I vaguely get that, and I've played the game. Like poor Charlie's going, what the hell? See, I need to play this because yeah. I've played a lot of it's Minecraft. It's cute. It's so it's very I'll... cute. It's very kid oriented. Yeah. It's very over enunciated. It's very positive. It's very montagey. See, I, wa- I wasn't conf- I, I, I mean, if there were inside jokes, I don't think that that it was the lack of following the inside jokes that affected okay. my enjoyment of it. Is I it think it was just thinness like, of story. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's kid oriented. Like, it's very kid oriented. Yeah. Like you I find mean, your pig it, again. It got spoiler. better once they once they. Uh, I got better. <laughs> well, once you um, find the pig, it, it amps up. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Once, um, once, once the bad guy does the thing with the skull, I'll just leave it at that. Um, it, the, the, it definitely took a more interesting turn. Um, but oh, yeah, um, I forgot about guy and the thing and the yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I hold off. Let me yeah. let, let me let me. I'll I'll take the plunge for you. Okay, All and right. then I'll, I'll be like, eh, wait for it. Don't play it. Whatever. We'll okay. go from there. I appreciate uh, that. Then I, I, uh, there was this weird sale going on, so I got RBI Baseball 2015, which is a rehash of the, the old NES title. That's really weird. For five bucks. It Are you baseball. a baseball game guy? Oh, yeah, dude. I, that style. 
like 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 the new bit new sports games are new that's way too involved for me too like, simulating yeah but you like want the this, more arcade game? <laughs> this, this is like back from like it, seriously it's just a rehash of like in the NES RBI, RBI baseball we you hit a to swing and you press up is second base and oh, over okay. the head that kind of thing you can move the guy in the batter's box <laughs> like all over the batter's box it's what 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 need for speed is to racing games is what this is for baseball yeah <laughs> So, and speaking of Need for Speed, I didn't play it. Um, but Rock and Roll Racing DX is a over the head, uh, like off road. Remember the off road oh, yeah, arcade yeah, yeah. game? It's a rehash of that. Right so that was fun and exciting. And then, yes, I got to Mad Max. And I'm not an open world game guy, but fuck, this game's got me like sucked in. <laughs> nice, <laughs> I knew it. I called it. And man. it's all the car stuff. It's the car stuff. Totally. It's like it's a it's an open world car game that happens to have people kicking people's other. I other would people's say asses. that it is. The I've ran over thirty people. Thirty people. I just yeah. ran them over, and yeah. it tells you to do so. Yeah. It encourages you to just <laughs> mow people over. It uses the 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 magnum opus is used in a similar way to the Batmobile and the Arkham games mm-hmm. where you kind of mm-hmm. use it for everything out in the world and it serves more functions than just driving like the sniper rifles mm-hmm. and the grappling hooks and the... the grappling. I, I'm going to laugh when I say this, but the Thunderpoon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. The yeah. Harpoon, I'm not thrilled with. It makes you turn around and pull away. You can't just back up. That bothers if me. If you pull up right next to the car, mm-hmm. that like that's... if No, you, like when you're taking out a Scarecrow's. Oh. When you hook onto something, if you just back straight up, it'll kick you one way or the other, and it'll actually make you do like a 180 and have to you pull don't away. Back, don't do it that way. Turn. Drive toward the Scarecrow. I shouldn't Turn around. To. Yeah. Like you're facing the opposite direction. Yeah. Spin the camera, harpoon it, and just gun it, and you'll pull the pull it down. In well, yeah, two I just seconds. do a Canadian turnaround, yeah. but I should be able to with a V six and a rear drive sure. car be able to just pull up, sure, harpoon, sure. and back up. I was doing the same thing. I was like, <laughs> and it pivots twisting. you. It's yeah, really it's weird. weird. It pivots it, you, and it I don't doesn't like want you to drive backwards. It, it, yeah, the game, like the game engine makes you turn around, basically. Sort of. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. whatever. I'll... It is also a really pretty game. It is. Yeah, is it good I will game? give you that. You, yeah. the, the, the the graphics are nice. Chum is amazing. Like he's we, funny. We've already become pals. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like for somebody like Goat who hates people, he would actually hang out with this guy. Oh yeah, we'd be buddy, <laughs> we'd be buddies all day long. All right. The the aren't the the fucking storms horrifying? Yes, though? the storms the, are the horrifying. The blue storms and the ooh piece of candy factor through the fucking roof. It's so it's I, bad. I I put up on social media the, 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 recently yesterday or today or whatever like that I was playing it and I, I I was going out and you have to like you know knock shit down blow shit shut up like yeah. you know, obviously Mad Max right right and I'm like all right we're gonna do the story. I don't have that car in my garage. Ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> I stop kill the guy grab his car take him back to the shop and I'm like all right going to do the thing. Oh, wait, that car's not my garage either. I'm like, son of a bitch, it's been three hours and yeah. I still haven't done this mission. <laughs> Have you taken out any of the convoys yet? Uh, yes. I got one hood dormant. Yeah, yeah. They're cool, man. That's a lot of fun. How, how many different cars are there in this game? And so you, you have like a garage you're collecting them in? Multiple combinations. Well, you're, okay. yeah. There's like, I'd say five cars, three to four different variants. So 15, okay. And you can take cars. any of the parts and chassis you open and build a custom car, but they hmm. give you these things they call the Archangels which are templates for specific cars. Okay. And some of the parts and chassis and things you get, you, you have to defeat certain, you gotta do certain marked things to do people them. in yeah. order okay, to get okay. those pieces of the car. All right. yeah, like right now I'm doing uh, Jeet. Yeah. And yeah. Dude, dudes are like, here, here's a fucking Santa list of shit I need to help out my base. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. All right, dude, I'm going to be here for a while. Because it's like, go the, get this, go get that, build this, build that. And I'm like... It's beneficial though. <laughs> yeah, like, but you get you, you know. get stuff out of it. You get new parts. Yeah. You get new cars, stuff like that. Okay, it's neat. Did you play anything else? Uh, no, that's it. Okay. I mean, Mad Max pretty much sucked up my life as soon as I got it. <laughs> All right. 
Um, so as as mentioned, um, I finished the uh, the first chapter of Minecraft Story Mode, and uh, like I mentioned, yeah, I already commented on that. Mm -hmm. um, aside from that, um, I have started the last chapter of Tales from the Borderlands, and I can already tell that this is ending on a very high note. And the reviews of the last chapter have been stellar. Awesome like five. Uh, yes, six for Game of Thrones, only five okay. for Borderlands. Now that um, there's five out, though, I'll, I'll play through the whole thing. I just hate waiting for them. That, 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 that's, that's good. Fair. That's yeah. good. I can't get any farther behind then. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah. So this is the last chapter of Borderlands, and all the reviews, It's uh, the last chapter is sitting at like over 90% on Metacritic. Like, people holy, are just holy like, shit. Wow. Yeah, people are like, this is like, this is, this is really good. And I, I haven't finished it yet. I'm about uh, a little more than halfway through, but um, very good. It's taken some very interesting turns, um, some plot, plot twists I didn't, I, I should have expected, but didn't, you know, yeah. and um, very well done. Um, and then uh, the other thing that we all checked out just tonight is um, I got my copy of uh, Guitar Hero Live. And um, yeah, so we, we all kind of checked it out. Mm -hmm. And uh, especially having played the new rock band, Rock Band 4 re uh, recently, you know, it's uh, very easy to compare the two. Yep. And um, I think we're all on the same page here that uh, uh, Guitar Hero Live has a lot more of our interest yeah. than Rock Band 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the innovation was definitely on their side. This yeah, time. and you know, if, if you know, longtime listeners of the show will remember back when this was originally announced, I was very concerned. About the video aspect, it's like I, I I was I was concerned that you know like seeing like the same video clips over and over again would be like it would it would take away from like the immersion of it and um, you know we only you know, we only played it for uh, you know like a couple hours tonight you know just uh, checking out some you know the different modes and a couple different songs and everything but so far like the way that they've done it um, even if I do it, even if they are repetitive. It's. I don't think I would even notice because, nah. as the player, it's it's background enough. Or even if I do see the same thing a couple times, um, well, actually, no, I take it back because my concern was that it was just going to be like generic reaction pieces. But yeah. no, it's people. You, you would probably <laughs> see the same thing if you played the same the exact same song, but and like had got you know, made the same performance. But yeah. I mean, like each song has its own performance yeah, recorded for it. An entire like stage performance. Yeah, and crowd song. performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, the mm -hmm. um, you know, the the various actors that make up the various bands that you play with. Because if if the okay, so let's let's take a step back. So if you haven't played much of Guitar Hero Live, or if you if you're not familiar with it, there's basically there's two modes. There's the um, there's basically what's more or less like the you know the the, the arcade mode. I forget what it's called. Um, but um, the mode where you you're basically like playing through like the different venues and like it's like the, the you know where you're progressing career through. Mode. Yeah, career mode for for lack of a better way of putting it, and. There's basically different venues that you play in and um, different shows that you play. And, but, you know, the, the different shows you play have different themes to them as far as the different kind of music that's in there. There's like, you know, whether it's like more punk or more pop or more metal or whatever. And, um, but the band that you're playing with, like, you know, it's, uh, you know, and, and again, if, you, if this has been completely under your radar, there are no CG characters. This is not like any of the rock bands or all the previous guitar heroes. It's all full motion video and actual recorded performance yeah. with real human beings on screen. Beautifully done. Very expensive looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and uh, so, but, you know, when you're playing like, when you're playing like a metal show, like you'll be playing with a metal band. Like, you know, they'll be, you know, they'll have like, you know, tattoos and black yeah. ripped up clothes and yada, yada. Look like you're, 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 you know, your stereotypical metal band. Goats give me the look right now. And uh, <laughs> when you're playing with more like a country band, they're going to look more country. They'll have yeah, flannels yeah. and, you know, boots on and whatever. You're playing with a punk band, you're going to look like punk kids and whatever. And so, you know, it's, 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 it's very stereotypical, their looks, but nonetheless, it's the fact that they had to, you know, it fits. Go through all the effort and, um, you know, to make the look of everything different for every genre 
it it definitely fits. I still want to know why the metal guy, there's the metal singer, was hanging off the light scaffold at the beginning of the set. Like they weren't even playing yet. <laughs> he's just that psyched up, man. He's that excited. Um, or he's coked out of his brain, <laughs> or both. Um, Maybe that's why bu- he's excited. It's called bumping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right. Um, so, um, so, so, you know, that's the main mode. And, um, uh, then the other mode is their, is their live mode, which is basically split up into one of two things. It's, there's basically streaming channels or, or really is, is the only way that I can think of to put it. Think of it like M- MTV when MTV actually played music videos. It's just a constant stream of videos that you can just tune into and you, you, you have no choice other than like the channel. Like there's a couple different themed channels as far as like the genre or whatever, but You'll pick the songs. It's you tune into the channel and then you just start playing and you just play along with whatever's going on. You but can... this is the music video in the background, though. Yes, yeah, not sorry. the live performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah. So so the actual music video. Um. Yes, the actual released like music videos for for for, for these songs. So yeah. Sorry. To, to be clear, the the everything I was talking about to start with is all recorded and filmed performances specifically for the game. Everything else, starting with all the live stuff going forward, is all just like the music videos that the bands and the labels have put out. So you can tune into these channels, you can just play along and have fun with it, or you can go and you can like, you know, quick play from a very large and diverse library of, um, of different music that you can just like, you know, choose and build set lists off of and everything. Now, here's the interesting thing is that to, uh, to play, to basically get into the quick, into the, uh, quick play modes and just choose the songs you want to play and play whatever you want. There is a currency involved, and so you can earn coins in game for playing the normal career focused single player mode, and then also for just tuning into the free live stream, you can earn coins, and those coins you can redeem, you can redeem, redeem for plays. <laughs> you can redeem for the plays. Uh, you can redeem for plays, and um, and uh, and then, but yeah, but when you run out of coins, you then of course have to go and either go earn more coins, or of course you can buy them because yay microtransactions. Um, there is also, alternatively, a party pass that you can buy. So if you're having a party and you're having people over, for $5.99 for 24 hours, you can unlock the entire library and just play it all as much as you want, which is an interesting way to do it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but uh, so, you know, I'm not thrilled about the microtransaction approach to this, but I feel like it's well implemented. It doesn't um, feel cheap. No, it doesn't. Or um, gougy. I mean, like, you know, we, we play it, like I say, we play it for like an hour, an hour and a half, and we are in 10 plays. I mean, yeah. you know, and that's, I, I feel like if you're, as long as you're playing the career mode more than you're playing the free play mode, you're not going to have a problem. Yeah. Like you're going to yeah, earn yeah. coins faster than you can spend them. Hmm. Um, but, um, but yeah. Um, and then the, uh, the, you know, the other big change here is the controller itself. Um, you know, all the controllers up to this point have been f- a, a single row of five buttons. And now this new controller is two rows of three buttons, yeah. um, which is really really weird to play like to get used to yeah what did you guys think of the new controller i liked it i liked it a lot it felt uh the tactile response of the button presses felt good the only thing that threw me off is because it's two rows Mm -hmm. it takes a moment to understand um which set of rows and it's really smart like the top row they're little guitar picks that point up Mm -hmm. the bottom row and they're black and the bottom row are little white guitar picks that point down to symbolize you're supposed to be on the bottom row but sometimes they'll do like little power chord motions or barred chord motions, and it, it's really strange when they do that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. It's really well thought out. Yeah, it's. I didn't. I, yeah, I, I can't think of any possible better way to do it. Um, it's. I think it's very well implemented. Go. What did you think? Now, the only thing I would ask for is the fourth button set, because it was really weird to my just hand, having the three. My, my hand naturally falls down, and like this, the way it was set up on I the agree. screen, I was like, oh, it's the fourth fret, because that's where it should be in the chord, and yeah. I'm like. 
no, there's only three buttons, and it got a little, it got a little funky with, when they started really messing. Do with Do you know the, why they do that though? Because for somebody who plays in like a stringed instrument over a period of time, you work out that muscle in your pinky. But the average person has no dexterity in their pinky; they wouldn't be able to press the buttons. That's I mean, that's, that's probably that true. is that a statistical sense. truth. Well, yeah, yeah but, most but they have, but they can also you know, do it too. They could do the difficulty levels, bring that back to where like the orange button wasn't in yeah. medium. That's the other thing that there's no, there there's no difficulty setting in in this at all. Strange. There's like it's, zero options. Charlie pressed start, and by the time we realized nothing, or like he had no say so, we were like what five songs in. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, I gone through the tutorial and the first like basically the introduction and set, which is three songs, and it it never asked me a thing. Like, well, I mean, it asked me if I am I right or left handed because that for the first time that makes a difference because yeah. in the order and like you know you know which which row of buttons is on the top or on the bottom that makes a difference now, um, and then you know it had me go through like you know just those basic options of brightness and calibration and all that. But aside from that, once the once the tutorial started, like it, it there was no choice of difficulty level. There was no choice of like you know it, am I gonna play guitar or bass and like am I gonna play, am I gonna play an easy, medium, hard or expert? Like there was none of that. It was just here's the game, have, play, have fun. Yeah. Like they made it so simple and which I appreciate. It um it you know it took a lot of the I mean not like it takes a lot of thought, but I mean it took enough thought out of it that it was more fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, I had more fun playing this than Rock Band Four. Yeah. I don't, I'm not going to shit on Rock Band Four. It does what it does well, and mm-hmm. it, it's a specific thing. And it never claimed to try and reinvent the wheel. Yeah, but this this is more interesting because it is a change of the formula. Well, yep. And 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 I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bag on Rock Band Four at all because they, they, they each company did what they said they were going to do. We got Rock Band Four, which is the fourth game in a series of games. Yep. And you got what exactly what you expected. And it was all right. This is not Guitar Hero Seven. Yeah, <laughs> this that's is true. a whole new, a whole new monster. Yeah, yep. and it is a whole new thing. Yep, it I is. I still don't know. I if like I'd the party aspect of it. For it though, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, what, I might wait till there's a price drop, but I don't know if I. I still don't know if I'd pay sixty for it, or whatever the cost of the package or the guitar is. Yeah, um, it's. Uh, I think it's. I think the 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 guitar and game package is comparable. It's like uh, you know, bucks. it's like it's like hundred bucks, yeah, and then of course um, it's not bad. Thirty dollars in plastic. Yeah, I mean, in game. eighty bucks at uh, Best Buy Power Gamers Unlock Club. Hooray! Yeah. That's that's a lot more positive. <laughs> I do um, I do like the fact that they kind of took out the this the the serious gaming part of it. It is seriously like it's it's a party game. Like yeah, you yeah, can tell, it's really like is. it's like yeah. I put the disc in, we crack beers, and we're already playing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if we hadn't had to record and I had more, I would love to just sat there and kept fucking around with it. Yeah, yep. I was having a good time with it. It was great. Yep. And um, this is something I didn't realize, and uh, yeah, that I just hadn't crossed my radar before. But they actually have a version of this um, where the where the guitar is Bluetooth. It can talk to your uh, iPad and or your or your Android phones. So you can actually play this mobile. Oh, that's rad. Yeah, I dig that, man. The, really? um, that was that was the one weird thing, which is not. I mean, it's not really. I mean, it's it's this is not a complaint. It's just a comment, like a curiosity more than anything. Is that the um, I didn't show you guys this the uh, the guitar. Um, it doesn't. It comes with a USB adapter, which I had to plug into my Xbox, which it yeah. talks to. So I, I think my, my assumption here is that the guitar between the different versions of the game for the different consoles, because uh, I believe this, ca- yeah, this came out on the 360 and the PS3 as well, which Rock Band 4 did not. Rock Band mm-hmm. 4 is only current gen. This came on the old versions as well. I'm going to guess that it's the exact same guitar in every single box and just the USB adapter that it talks to uh, is different for that, for that, for whatever the console is, which is enough. smart. Yeah, it's cool. Um, and then, um, and then there is a vocal version. There is a microphone. Um, if you do have a USB microphone, or um, uh, I pre-ordered at Best Buy, so they gave me one for free. Actually, has the Guitar Hero Live logo on it and everything. Um, 
Um, so it does have vocals, but no drums. Um, I, if it has bass, I don't, I don't think it has like a bass mode. I believe it's just, uh, cause never, again, never asked us any questions. Yeah. Um, but, um, so I think it's, you can play with two guitars. Um, there's actually a pack that you can buy. It actually has two guitars in the box. Oh. Um, and then, uh, vocals, I believe are is as far as it gets. So it's, it's funny to think about that. It's more of a party game than rock band is because rock band has the guitar, the bass, the vocals, mm-hmm. even like bat, you got multiple people on vocals and then like the drum kit and everything. But I think this is a better format for a party. It's just Weird, because it's, it's, it's more casual. How mm. strange. Just like two you, people hopping in or three people hopping in. Yeah. There's doing no a song or two and I'm hopping out. There's no character creation. Yeah. There's no figuring out your band name and your logo. It's just more about fun. Just jam. Yeah. yeah. And, um, which I, I find it odd to say, I actually think I'm preferring, but that's uh, yeah. strange. Yeah. So, uh, Guitar Hurt Live, I enjoyed it. Yep. Um, not giving a full review at this point because, again, we only played it for a couple hours, but uh, so far, good times. And now that you know we played this last week in video games, let's see what the industry did this last week in video games. All right, attempting to quench your thirst at number five this week. Fallout beer is a thing. <laughs> Do you like Fallout? Yes. yes. Do you like beer? Yes. yes. Everybody in this room does. There's a chance you may like the Venn diagram intersection of these two interests. Fallout <laughs> beer, which unlike Nuka-Cola is actually a real thing that you can buy and drink. Brewed by Carlsberg, Fallout beer is a 4% boo. ABV Pilsner <laughs> with, boo. we're told, quote, a refreshing, zesty, hoppy taste and a floral aroma. That sounds like oh, somebody's... Bathroom, I don't know. It's a, it's a <laughs> it, sounds, aroma. it sounds like a hidden IPA. <laughs> uh, available in 330 milliliter bottles. Um, this is something of a world's first, Carlsberg UK Corporate Affairs Director Bruce Ray said. Adult participation in video gaming is a truly social activity on par with cinema and music. We're proud to work with Bethesda to produce a beer Fallout fans can enjoy. Um, it's 100% marketing gafola, obviously, and a bit of a stretch as tie-ins go, but props to Bruce for at least acknowledging that people of legal drinking age do, in fact, play video games. That's good news. Uh, the bad news, uh, as such as it is, is that Fallout beer is only available in the UK. It's also not cheap. A, uh, $12, uh, um, a 12-pack costs $46. Uh, which is literally double the price of regular Carlsberg, um, you know, out, out that way. Um, I think I think this is neat. It's mad overpriced, though. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so this particular story is definitely apropos to this podcast. Um, again, the Venn diagram has a very large cross section here. But um, yeah, I um, um, the, the, uh, I don't know about fifty bucks for a twelve. Pack. Yeah, that's the thing. I just I I wish that if. I mean, like we we've seen some marketing stuff like this before, like um, like you know, there have been a whole a host of bands that have come out with beers. Yeah, yeah. The vast majority of them, unless unless it's been Three Floyds, it's made it for the for the most part. The beer's not good. Um, Terrible, actually, for yeah, the reviews. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and we've seen some other various crossovers, and then um, you know, sponsored, you know, whatever beers like this before, and um, you know, um. I, I feel like <laughs> <laughs> that was a man running out of air. Yeah. It's like that's what it sounds like when when you let air out of a man like a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was the disgust of what's going on and why he. <laughs> it, it, it was half disgust of what's going on with this and half disgust that he doesn't have it in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that exactly. <laughs> um, no, but um, I mean, 
I mean, frankly, I mean, yes, if you're going to make this, for the love of God, just send some more to this side of the pond, please. I mean, there, yes. there, there's some of us that would very much like to get our hands on that. And even if not, we can export. That's fine. But don't make it $10 cheaper than the fucking game itself. Well, not just that, but Carlsberg, if you're going to charge people $46 US for a 12-pack uh, of beer, it better be at least 12% alcohol by volume yeah. if you're going to do that. Let, let, or, let's not do 4%. Well, yeah. I mean, you know? I, I, don't, I, I don't need... I don't need the, the 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 relationship of price to ABV to be a you know it, it, they don't need the you know that, that those scales. Do I not do need because the magic. if I'm going to drink that beer and it's going to be expensive, I'm going to stretch that out. And if I'd like a tiny buzz with the beer that I drink, I would like for it to be not four percent, where you have to drink all twelve bottles to get a buzz. <laughs> I, I, I like John's logic here. So I'm spending $50. I should probably not remember I spent $50 the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's... Uh, I, I, I have no argument against that. But for um, somebody like Charlie that collects beers and, and, yeah. and labels and stuff, like it's it's pretty cool, man. It's a good get yeah. if you can get it. Yeah, it doesn't sound like I'm going to be able to get that, though. So Time's going to tell. We'll, we'll see. If we have anybody in the, uh, in the UK who wants to send a bottle over, just, you know... Just tell us. Um, I, I'm officially offering up a guest spot to anybody who can give me a bottle of that beer. <laughs> the race is on, folks. The race is on. We will give you the show for a week. We a, a spot on the show, not a the spot whole show. On the show, not the <laughs> show. Very clear. Yes, yes. Going on to number four this week. Sonic Team apologizes for scandalous in-game typo. Oh. <laughs> Wait, you, you said scandalous typo. Yes. I'm sorry. Uh, oh boy. Okay. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> Sega's free-to-play auto-running game, Sonic Runners, launched with an amusing typo that calls one of its characters Boob instead of Boo. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I had to put this in. This was only discovered uh, just, just uh, you know, this past week as, uh, as the, the Bob character is unique to the seasonal Halloween special stage. Or Boo, excuse me, I called it Bob. <laughs> I mean, really, Wrong it could have been either way. Gamerhead Radio would like to apologize for a non-scandalous typo. Uh, <laughs> Um, now, when you boot up the game's event, you're served the following Halloween special stage correction notice. In the current Halloween special stage event, the character Boo has been incorrectly named Boob. We are currently working on a fix for this error and hope to have one implemented shortly. <laughs> I'm sorry. The Sonic Runners team apologizes for any inconvenience. What inconvenience would this cause? <laughs> and hopes to see you soon in the world of Sonic Runners. There is no world in Sonic Runners. You run in a straight line. Charlie? Okay. Let's, um, okay, um, I, I have a little bit of experience in, in public relations and press releases and things like that. Um, here's, here's what you don't do when issuing apology. Um, let's say I'm apologizing for saying the word taco. <clears throat> you don't yes. say the word taco? I, I'm very sorry that we use the word taco. By using the word taco, we've offended people who are bothered by the yeah, word taco. Got this We're very article. sorry that we said taco so many times. Taco, 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 yeah. taco. It's like, don't yeah. put the thing yeah, that you're yeah, afraid yeah. of offending people in the apology. It's, it's all up in it, man. There's no God. Your butts about it. Oh, it man. It's it is. just like... Uh, anyways, I did find it oddly appropriate, though, considering that that Sega has not only made a boob out of Sonic, but has been continuing to make boobs of themselves since and, they uh, since the release. And of Sonic that's boom. the other thing: if you're going to apologize for anything Sonic related, I mean, okay, apologize this is a good this, Sonic boom. This is a good first step. Wait, Let's would, move on to things that actually matter. That, <laughs> that would make more sense, though, is if they made the typo on Sonic boom, not 
Boo. <laughs> Sonic Boo. M and B are like right next to each other. Um, that's rule 34 somewhere. <laughs> I, I would like to reiterate to people that um, even though I am a grown man, I do not feel at all sorry for putting this story in. It made me laugh like a child. I'm just glad they didn't take it worse and say that they were augmenting the game or something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, this has been the news this week. This has been the news this week. Look, man, I I, I don't uh, I didn't handpick the boob story out hey. of two hundred stories. <laughs> just just so we're clear, I started laughing when Charlie said the PR, and I wasn't laughing at Charlie because I swear to God he was about ready to say I have a whole bunch of experience with boobs. I mean that's true, <laughs> which too. is also I'm hoping <laughs> as a married man true because if not, yes, yes. that's weird. <laughs> Well, what I what I my strategy for rebounding from uh, from number four this week was to try and scrape up the remains of Gamerhead Radio's dignity and uh, segue into number three, which is a slightly more uh, pertinent story in the world of uh, um, uh, video game journalism. I'm looking forward to you getting this off your chest. That's right. You gotta do a little God push. damn it, Charlie! <laughs> hey, hey, is this a, is, this, is this a too story? Fucking worst. Is this a story that's gonna push us up a bit? <laughs> my God. <laughs> My God, gentlemen. I'm sorry. I, I, John, you, you have our support. I, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. You know, There's you, no recovering. Hey, There's hey, no coming You know back. what, John? Just let your straps down. Go strapless. Let's get the story over. Good God, man. Um, 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 um. That's all I got. No, no, no. It's called motorboating. It's true. It's true. Moving on to number three this week, Xbox. Li- I can't even fucking speak anymore. Xbox Wait, Live totally architect cool. Eric Newstater has left Microsoft. This is a big deal. This is a big deal. Who left what? Um, I'll say it one more time. <laughs> Sorry, I was stuck for the three goat boobs. in the room. Xbox Live architect Eric Newstater has left Microsoft. Yeah, this is terrible. Why would you do this? This is God, the total opposite of Upsy. Such a boob move, man. So, as we're just a few days away from the launch of Halo 5 Guardians, one of the people responsible for ensuring that, blo- that that blockbuster will have a robust network for online multiplayer has left Microsoft. Eric Neustadter, also known as E on Xbox Live and the director of that network's architecture, revealed on Twitter this week that, that uh, he was going to be leaving Microsoft. Um, while with Microsoft, Neustadter helped guide the creation and development of Xbox Live as a premier online gaming service and helped grow it to more than 39 million monthly active gamers. Uh, under his leadership, he helped make the first true successful subscription-based online system for a video game console, and now Xbox Live is widely considered the industry standard for multiplayer and social services and game space, uh, and Sony has since cloned many of its features for the modern incarnation of PlayStation Network. Um, so the, the tweet that Eric Neustadter put out said that after 14.5 years working at Xbox, uh, 18.5 at Microsoft in total, um, you know, as of the 23rd of October, he said, today is my last day. It's been an amazing ride so long. And thanks for all the gamer score. Um, this article was originally published, uh, by VentureBeat, And they said that they reached out to him and Microsoft for a statement, uh, so that if they, if they get a response, they're going to update the article. If that happens, we'll try to make sure we keep you guys updated. Uh, a new setters exit might put some fear into the hearts of some savvy halo fans as Xbox live made the early games in that franchise from halo two and onward. Some of the most popular online shooters ever released for a console, but the series is rebounding from the disappointing release of Halo the Master Chief Collection, which suffered from um, diuretic clusterfuck syndrome um, that is putting out broken games. Um, and has since they've since fixed most of that stuff, 343. Um, part, of the, part of the big argument um, why, for why this is such a big deal is because um, this guy not only designed 
the architecture that is Xbox Live, but he is largely responsible for the direction of keeping it maintained. Yep. Um, so people are questioning whether or not um, this is going to cause a rippling effect of problems with Xbox Live, which has... I know people who hate Xbox because they call it, you know, it's the dude bro system. It's the Call of Duty, you know. And and Xbox Live's online party chat system does have a fairly bad reputation, as we've talked about in the past with kids being foul-mouthed and racist and your mama and all that shit. Um, people are questioning, never questioned, though, whether or not Xbox Live is a really stable online yep. gaming network, and people are concerned about the future of the stability. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, I mean, any service like that is going to have service hiccups. So, I mean, like, it's, it hasn't been 100%, obviously, but uh, how many times has Xbox Live gotten hacked compared to Sony's? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're talking like like a, a two to six ratio. Uh, I, I don't believe it has, is yeah. my point there. Yeah. Um, but um, if you um, if you if you've ever listened to the Major Nelson podcast, E is the co- has has been the co-host of that. It's yeah. been Major Nelson, um, um, Laura. Um, uh, she was by Lollipop. Oh, what is her last name? I can't remember right now. E, and then it used to be um, Steptoe, who also uh, left Microsoft a couple of years back. But um, you know, E is you know he's you know just from listening to his um, his uh, attendance on the Major Nelson podcast, he seems like a really cool guy, yeah. um, and um, he he is the owner of the second. Xbox Live Gamer Tag ever made? Wow! Um, because uh, you know he was with it since the beginning, um, you know, and it was just E that was his gamer tag. Yeah. Um, and uh, but uh, but yeah. So um, from for j- just from what I know now, I, I will say to be fair, because Major Nelson Podcast is, I mean, it's all people who work and you know it's it's, it's owned and run by Microsoft. Yeah. I mean, there is some propaganda happening there. Like I'm not, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not uh, blind to that fact. Um, but, um, nonetheless, uh, just, just from hearing them talk, I do believe that he is probably, um, uh, leaving a very well-trained and talented team behind. That's just my impression just sure, from hearing sure. him talk and then bringing other people on to talk about things on the show, you know, you know, just other people from within Microsoft that they've interviewed. Um, I think it's going to be fine. Um, you know, it's, uh, but yeah, that, that, that's just my take on the matter. De- definitely sad to see him go. I'm definitely sad he's leaving the podcast cause uh, he's, he's entertaining to listen to. He's a very interesting guy. But um, but yeah yeah that, that, uh, that's my take. Things stay stable for everybody. I think that's that's the big wish list. What do you think? Well, I mean, <clears throat> it, that, that'll be fine. It, it's gonna be great. I'm mean, not great, but it'll be fine. In the years I've had Xbox Live, I've not been able to sign in twice. Yeah, <laughs> ever. It's pretty um, rare. They're not gonna fuck that up yeah. because I mean that's their bread and butter right now is the fact of like you know they they can be like oh well Sony you can't sign on you know kind of thing yeah. and I kind of hope that he goes to Sony and fixes that for them. <laughs> because they need help yeah. bad yeah yeah they do. <laughs> and if you I, I keep saying every time somebody gets hacked i'm like do it like somebody just bite the bullet call the microsoft <laughs> and be like look how do you do it we fucked up help us yeah well, i mean you know I mean, the reality ever... is is when you're talking about the the, the two the two systems uh, the two companies as like gaming manufacturers one of these companies is primarily like a film, music, and entertainment company, and the other and one insurance. is a <laughs> and insurance, and the other one is a you know computer. is a computing giant yeah. that has mm-hmm. you know I mean a lot of a lot of today's modern protocols for safety and security were designed by this company. So exactly, you can see where the deficit lies the, between the but, two. Yeah. But but the, the, the pedigree's in the right place. Yeah, yeah but yeah. if you have a shortcoming, call it the guy who knows what's going on yeah. because your customer's information should not be getting thrown out, and that, that's horrible. 
Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. If my millions of customers' credit card information is going out, I'm calling the person who's mastered it and being like, mm. how much do I owe you? Yeah. When, <laughs> when I'm fixing my car, I don't just do the best that I can. And if it crashes, oh, well. No, I call Goat <laughs> and ask him questions. <laughs> Wise man, indeed. Uh, speaking of Sony, though, we're going to go and move on to number two this week. Um, Sony appears to be completely dropping first-party development for the Vita. Yes, very honorable. It's been a while since I've done taps on the show. That's true. (laughs) I think think the last time you said the taps is when they announced the Vita. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That maybe. A prophet, man. He's like predicting the future. Sony Computer Entertainment SVP Masayasu Ito has confirmed that Sony has dropped all first-party development for its Vita handheld. Um, this was a, a game that, or an article that had to be translated. It was uh, translated by Dual Shockers. Ito said, "Currently, first-party studios have no titles in development for the PS Vita, since third parties are working very hard on uh, PS Vita. SCE's own strategy is to focus on PS4, which is a new platform." And consequently sells more fucking copies than the Vita. Um, <laughs> what was that there at the end? <laughs> I, I wasn't me. It was, it was Masiyahu. Oh. It was Modest Yahoo Ito. <laughs> um, Ito added that the demographic using Vita has become younger. Uh, that's don't, don't blame the children. <laughs> don't blame the children. You put out ports with unintelligible fucking titles. Um, citing the success of Minecraft, uh, PS Vita edition... He said that third-party releases will continue and that new colors of hardware will accelerate the trend of appealing to younger gamers. <laughs> That's what you're betting on? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, uh, it's blue. Wait, did he just say that flashy colors are going to make kids play video games? Uh, it's going to accelerate the sales. I of think the, they the, assume yeah. that because Nintendo puts out multiple colors of the dual screen that that's why it fucking sells. <laughs> Oh, of the it actual... It has nothing to do with the fucking the actual superior console. first party support. Okay, of the, of the actual handheld. They're going to put out like a, a neon green and all that crap yeah. like oh they tried to do God. with the PSP. Mm-hmm. Go. Uh, mm-hmm. Sony has previously said that big budget Vita development had been iced. In June, Sony Worldwide Studios boss Shuya Yoshida admitted that the days of large-scale Sony games for the handheld were pretty much over. Um, hammering another ki- nail into the Vita's coffin later in the year, Yoshida speaking at EGX in the UK said the, quote, climate is not healthy for a hardware successor because of the huge dominance of mobile gaming, which we just talked about a few weeks back on the show. Um, rest in peace, Vita. We hardly knew ye. I mean, literally, because none of us bought you. <laughs> Hold on. Like, when did they have first-party titles? What was the heyday of that? Uncharted? The uh, golden shit? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the golden shit. I, I played it. I played that, and they did uh, Assassin's Creed um, Who uh, gives Liberation, yeah. which was which was you know female female um, uh, protagonist, mm-hmm. um, which is funny because everyone threw a huge bitch fit about there not being any like female leads in Assassin's Creed, and not only like I'll, I, this is a whole other thing I could crack into, but not only did that game feature was a full length like it was like an eight hour Assassin's Creed game set in an original location with an original story, an original character that was a female. In the South, a, a an African American female in the South with French roots, the French accent, like she was a minority in like multiple dimensions, and I played that game. It's like it a was, minority of a minority of a minority. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And she was. Uh, I'm not going to get into that. That game was broken. There were a lot of problems with it. She was not one of the problems. She was actually probably the best part of the game. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, um, so two. Those that I'm aware of, 
you know. But even that's, I mean, that's a third party game technically. <laughs> I guess you know. <clears throat> I don't know how many first party titles have come out on that. Actually, I have in front of me a list of um, uh, this is on a Wikipedia article, so the, the accuracy may, uh, you know, may be in question, but I'm just going to take it as fact because I'm just you know, I have a good, good feeling about this one. This is a list of um, all first party games that Sony has put out for the Vita. I'm going to skip over the digital, just a PSN cruft. Um, so this is just a retail physical releases. 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 You turned to Sean Connery. Um, 2012. Everybody's Golf 6. No way. Gravity Rush. Little Big Planet. That game got good reviews. Gravity Rush, actually. It looked interesting. Yeah, yeah I played a demo at, at, a, at a store kiosk. Um, Little Big Planet, PS Vita. Uh, Little Deviants, MLB 12, the show. Uh, Mod Nation Racers, Road Trip. PlayStation All-Stars, Battle Royale. Reality Fighters, Resistance, Burning Skies. Remember the Resistance series. Smart as dot, dot, dot. Like, so smart as a for kindergarten? I don't know. Um, Uncharted, Golden Abyss, Unit 13, and Wipeout 2040. That's it? So that's 2012. Oh, um, but still, for an entire year, that's like four games worth mentioning. Um, Twenty thirteen, uh, the list is shorter. Uh, Disney Epic Mickey two, The Power of Two. That's a first party, really. That's, that's, hmm. Okay, um, Invisibles, The Alliance, uh, Jack and Daxter trilogy, uh, which is you know just a remake. Uh, Kills on Mercenary, MLB thirteen, the show. Sly Cooper, Thieves in Time, Soul Sacrifice, Tearaway, which I've heard has gotten good reviews, and uh, The Walking Dead, The Complete. That's not first party. Why is that on this list? All right, this is in question. But still, um, I mean, uh, you know, a remake of Jack and Daxter and Killzone and Sly Cooper. Yeah. Um, that's like th- you know three games in all of 2013. 2014. 2012 didn't go well, so they took less risks in 2013 by doing uh, remakes, and they didn't sell well either. Yep. Uh, 2014, um, bum, 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 Freedom Wars, God of War Collection, uh, Invisibles, The Resistance, another uh, Little Big Planet, PS Vita, Marvel Superhero Edition. That's a thing, really. Um uh, Minecraft, that's not first party. Uh, MLB 14, that's also not first party. This is a horrible list, Wikipedia. You failed me. Uh, PlayStation Vita Pets, Ratchet & Clank Collection, and the Sly Collection. So, like, two games worth mentioning in 2014. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, 2015, MLB 15, the show. Also, I don't think that's first party. Uh, Mo or Moe Chronicle. Oh, uh, sorry, that's Asia only. And uh, Looney Tunes Galactic Sports, that's it. Holy shit. So, yeah. Um, they have officially pulled the plug of this thing. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep. That sucks, man. Hey, at least my brother oh, right, can I'm still buy use one. it to stream games at a distance. It still has that use if you're a PS4 owner. Other oh, than that. those are published by Sony Computer Entertainment, not developed by. So that that's what this list is. But still. That's still that's pretty still, yeah, pretty close to yeah. first party. That's what was yeah. published by. Developed, I guarantee you, is far less than that. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Oof. That is abysmal, man. So... If Hello, I were a, a Vita 90. owner, I would be kicking their door in for my money back at this point. <laughs> Hello, I mean, 999 John, you, based on what you've told me about uh, Nick's experience, I'm considering getting one just to have as a remote control for my PS4 yeah. with, with with what you've told me my about. My brother loves his. I'm going to buy one the day I buy my PS4 so I can poop and play Uncharted 4. <laughs> my brother has yeah. been clear that he's he's pretty unhappy with the overall development of it. And this is a guy... My brother loved his PSP. My brother and I both had pretty decent-sized PSP collections. Yeah. That was supported far more well than the Vita. And that wasn't been, so. very well either. And considering Man. you can get a, a PS, one of those PlayStation TVs now for like 30 bucks from pretty much everywhere. I'm, wow. I'm, I'm thinking about trying out one of those yeah. just to see how it is. Yeah, so yeah. I can play in the bedroom. Interesting. But, yeah. That's on my list of toys to attach to my television. See if I can borrow one from somebody and try it out first. But anyways. I'll buy it. I'll let you borrow it. I like it. Sharing is caring. Um, moving on to number one this week, kind of going back to, uh, hopefully for the last time, because they have found their way in the news quite a bit lately, Konami. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
The track. God damn it. The, uh, the, Check the, this shit out. That oh, should be oh. fun. Konami says Hideo Kojima is on vacation. Didn't, <laughs> didn't leave. <laughs> is that where they're at with this? We killed Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know. Um, I don't know if we have a hyena loose in the studio. He broke our Charlie, man. Uh, but apparently, when you get pink papers, it's vacation in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie laughed his heart on the show. <laughs> you weren't ready for that, were you? Holy shit. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after these words from... Oh, uh, no, this is amazing. <laughs> and, and let me tell you why. Because, <laughs> because uh, <laughs> on October 20th, on October 20th, Hideo Kojima left. Like he he put up on social media, I'm gone, it's done, it's over. They had a going away There's party for pictures, Hideo Kojima yeah. there. There's pictures, pictures of going, he's about to go Hideo away. Kojima there at the party. Um It says like farewell, good tidings. However, as of the time of the writing of this article, which was on October twentieth this past week, Konami has denied a report that designer Hideo Kojima's left publishing. <laughs> It's insane. <laughs> a very recent report said that Metal Gear Solid series creator Hideo Kojima left publisher Konami on October 9th. In the report, it was revealed that after the non-compete agreement expires in December, Kojima will be free to work on new projects with other publishers. It's a very short non-compete, by the way. Um, today, in a statement issued to Tokyo Sports, Konami denied the report, saying, Kojima's still listed as an employee. <laughs> Currently, this is a quote, by the way. Currently... Kojima and the uh, Kojima and the development team are finishing developing Metal Gear Solid Five and are taking a long time off from work. Reads the statement is translated by Kotaku. Now, this is under the assumption that he's contracted to continue working on whatever DLC stuff. <laughs> I'm assuming that's what it means. Um, you know, so the report earlier this week claimed Kojima Productions held a farewell party at Konami, something the statement also denied. Uh, Simon Park and the author of the piece took to Twitter to show off pictures from the event. Um, and this gentleman was there, took the photo, put it on Twitter, and says, here's a photograph of Kojima's farewell party on October 9th at Konami, which Konami claims no knowledge of. Uh, quote, because the development time for console games is so long and fatigue builds up, it's common for employees to take extended periods of time off when development is finished, continued the statement. Now, I don't know about you guys, but what I hear when I read that last paragraph is oh fuck man this thing sold more copies than the age of or age uh, Avengers Age Ultron made in opening day so maybe we need to renegotiate our contract with him and maybe it was a terrible idea to fire Hideo Kojima and maybe we should fucking put PT back on the shelves and stop being assholes because nobody plays pachinko <laughs> um hey konami um <laughs> l- l- let's talk um you may have forgotten that you took his name off the goddamn box they did. of this game that has sold more money than like anything Grand Theft Auto Five. Like, like this is mainly you a lot of money, and you took his name off of yeah. it. And um, yeah, I don't think he's on vacation. You fucktards. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. 
point of interest, the, the, the way the article read, he uh, um, they said that uh, they're working very hard on Metal Gear 5, Solid 5, um, but they're taking a long period of time off of work. How yeah. can you do both things at no, the same time? Oh, Either God. you're at work working or you're on vacation. You're not doing both. If I were Hideo Kojima, I would expect the president of Konami to be standing out on my front lawn singing, Baby, come back. And that's the only way they're be wearing a, a giant f- boombox. Yeah. That's true. Oh, yeah. that's right, man. Yeah. Say anything style. Yeah. yeah. You better be wearing a fucking trench coat, like blowing me. Yeah. Huh. Very different mental pictures over here. That's yes. True. Um, true. Uh, I apologize for my outburst earlier. That was not professional. Don't me. apologize for that. That was the appropriate response. You did what I thought in my mind when I read this initially. Oh my god! I just I I don't understand. Um, this this is what we call a train wreck of PR. And it's been all year. It's been like since fucking like what like April March, March, March April. March, oh my March. god! Late February, early March. We, I don't uh, think we may we could probably check back the history of the the the. The stories for news for this year, and Konami is probably mentioned at least once a week, if not every other week, we for may their have weird to, shenanigans. We may have to just do a section in the best of show this year called "What the Fuck Konami." You know yeah. what? I always want to take the the Konami logo and Photoshop the bro hat on it that you see, <laughs> and uh, like we could do a segment called Bro Nami. <laughs> Every time they fuck something up. Or the the scumbag hat, one of the That's two. right. That's what I'm talking about, the yeah. scumbag hat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Scumbag Steve. Yeah. <sighs> this God. is just blatant, like, <sighs> like this idiocy pouring out of here. Like, you guys used to be a reputable country. country. Yeah. Company. <laughs> uh, and, and everything you've, in, 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 in what, let's see, seven, eight months here? <clears throat> you've taken your entire empire, flushed it down the toilet 17 times, well, Konami was always and wiped somebody else's ass reputation. with it. They have, in less than That's a year, yeah. they have completely saying. destroyed <clears throat> everything they've, whatever yeah, they've, goodwill they, they've, they've had. They've literally, like, shit their pants and wiped it on somebody else's face and not apologized for that, but I told them it never happened. Good God. I, I, I keep waiting for the merry-go-round to stop, but I'm actually going to be a little bit sad when it does because this shit is bonkers, man. I wanted to see Kojima. He had to laugh harder than Charlie did. Oh, I'm <laughs> like, wow, I'm on vacation. My unemployment check doesn't say I'm on vacation. Yeah, he'll have the last laugh. He'll put something amazing out somewhere else, and then that money won't go. I'm hoping. Money. I'm hoping he can fandango Silent Hills out. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make a prediction. This move will end up ruining Konami. Like the, the, the letting uh, him get away, since his Metal Gear games are really the only thing that continues to fill their coffers. In 10 years, Konami will not be a company, or at um, least not a video game um, company. Point, point of interest, um, I think we're already there, and I say within 10 months, by 2017, Konami will no longer be in the video game industry. Well, uh, well okay, so, I mean, but they have gotten quite a big, um, um, you know, Metal Gear Solid Five sales that will sustain them for some time, so... Yeah, but you also got to remember there's a whole bunch of politics and stash out, or stockholders and all sorts of No, yeah, of no, I know, I know, gonna... but um, it, it, I, I, I'm between the two, but I give it, like, Five years. All right. Um, at Fair that enough. Is what, I, is what I think. Game um, predictions. We'll see what what, uh, mm-hmm. what happens. Um, if we're not all dead in five years. The, the, the part of this that I look forward to the most is like we're talking about the, that, you know, Kojima is going to go on and he's going to put out something amazing. Of course, if you know anything about Kojima, you know that he is the most masterful troll in the world. Like his next game is going to come out in the credits. It's going to say like not a Konami game on it. Like It's going to oh, like yeah. he's going to have some fun with this. Mm-hmm. I promise you. And I look forward to that more than anything. Oh, yeah. All the trailers yeah. are going to be like, you know, not sponsored by Konami. Yep. <laughs> And if he's a, honestly, if he if he does if he's smart, 
He'll see the the K in his name in the Konami font. <laughs> um, yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll go he'll go buck wild on the trolling. Hell, he might even call it trolling Konami games. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry, dude, that you you like you had the great job, and I don't know what fuckwad decided to like shit in your stew, but they shit in your stew. <laughs> My God! But they like, they like, they they boiled it to like nuclear speeds and dumped it over your head in the process. Oh, <laughs> you paint a lovely picture, sir. <laughs> like you're like the anti Bob Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Shitty little trees. <laughs> no, he's like he's like Bizarro Bob Ross, like yes, equally talented. But <laughs> <laughs> not 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 gonna be on uh, PBS anytime soon. Cra- crappy no. little trees. Crappy little. Here's trees. Satan's assholes trees. And uh, oh god, how uh, did we land here? I um I opened oof. my mouth. Oof, that's what happened. And Konami shit in it like they have uh, been. <laughs> and so um. So, <laughs> It just rolls right out. Of it's like three years he's been doing this. I've I, I just I, I, there. There are some episodes where it is incredibly hard for me to find a, a segue. This is one of those times. And he just um, mills through it. So speaking of segues, coming up next. <laughs> God damn. Well, look. Here's the thing. From from a master level designer like Hideo Kojima to dis- discussing master level designs, we're gonna move on to our feature for the week. What he said. So there's lots of things that make up a game. There, there's the sound, there's the music, there's the characters, there's the acting. But a lot of those things can be great. But if the actual game, if the actual level design itself isn't good, it can just ruin everything. Yeah. And at the same time, really excellent level design can save a lot of those other things being bad. I mean, really, when it comes down to it, the level design, the way the game is put together, the, the world that you're playing in, the world that you're living in when you're in this game makes all the difference in the world. And so well, we, we, as we said last week, our, our topic this week is we wanted to talk about some of the games that we've played that have that we've really have stood out to us as having just particularly excellent or particularly horrible level design. Um, so, uh, do you guys have anything that you want to start with? Anything right off the top of your heads? Um, you know, I I say this to a lot of people regularly that um, regardless of whether you like World of Warcraft, um, their level design has to be some of the most creative level design I've ever seen in games. Specifically, um, any of you who have played it probably understand why I would reference it. If you, Charlie or Goat, since neither of you are... Um, World of Warcraft or MMO players, mm-hmm. I recommend just YouTubing some video of this. Um, there is a section from uh, World of Warcraft Cataclysm um, called Vashir. It is an underwater section. Underwater levels, when you say that to most people, they're like, no, 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 thank you. <laughs> We've no. all played Ocarina of Time. <clears throat> exactly. <laughs> this is not that. They built an entire ocean. That you can fly above and just look at the top of the ocean, drop into the water, and it is a vast, massive, fucking deep ocean um, with some of the prettiest use of color and and just uh, the whole thing. The way it's laid out, the design of it is fucking brilliant, man. It's just really great. Um, and, and there were some clever quests and things. And you get a, you get a seahorse mount. Like you, you have a fast-moving seahorse that you tout around on under the ocean. It's awesome. It's going to be pretty neat. 
Um, that that's one example that I can think of. Do either of you have anything that, that that tickles your fancy off the top of your head? Let's see a good level. So I've been thinking about this all week. I just I think I've I'm making my my entry into this as on the good side. Um, the uh, Donkey Kong Country series. Ah, nice. They yeah. are they're just hands down great levels. Like they're they're tough enough that you want to yell at it and say things that you probably shouldn't say to a Nintendo <laughs> game. <laughs> but they're 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 just they've always been even like back at the Nest Nest and like all that, they just they've been so perfect. Like they did it right. Actually a lot of, when you think about it, a lot of the uh, Mario games pretty brilliant level design that's yeah. what everybody loves about them like yeah. Mario 3 and Super Mario World to me are both really really brilliantly designed games one of the more recent ones that stands out to me is Ori in the Blind Forest um, and just uh, from the aspect of the way that it's laid out and the way that see so uh, you know there's it seems like that there's a couple of different ways that we're approaching approaching what level design is here there's there's you know so, you know we're, we're some, you know, sometimes we're talking about the look of it sometimes we're talking about the way it's like laid out and for me like Ori just really hits on both of those things perfectly you know the way the way that it looks and the way that it's it's uh, you know it takes you through and takes you around this world like through the various uh, you know like the chapters of the game it, um, it it it's very fluid like I never felt like I was I was needlessly having to retread areas just for the sake of prolonging gameplay. You know what I mean? You know, some games do that. Yeah. They just, they yeah, just yeah. make you say like, oh, by the way, this next thing you need is all the way on that the complete opposite side of the game. That is largely what the first Bioshock did, which is weird yeah. that I say that because Bioshock had brilliant level design. I mean, for me, for me, that game was brilliant level design from a from a from an aesthetic aspect, a design standpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah not yeah. the terms from of the, the playability of said level. Right, right, right. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, it's and to me that is that is one of the cheapest things in the world for a game to do. J- just to just to yeah, backtracking yeah. just for the sake of that laziness. was like we joke around about like the the Assassin's Creed flags, like in the first mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed, where there's like artificially lengthening the game backtracking in games were the old version of flags. Like that was the way they used to artificially link the games before the flags. Like uh, the Metroid prime games were pretty bad about backtracking. Actually, Metroid's always been kind of bad about backtracking, but the prime games were terrible about backtracking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, no, no, no. Prime. (laughs) Yeah, I'll give you that. But the regular Metroid games, it's about exploration. Exploration, not backtracking. Exploration. That's a pretty word for backtracking, go. It is, and I like it more than <laughs> backtracking. In a 2D game, that is a pretty that word for is, backtracking. That is fine. Just I use it for Metroid only. Sure, it's reserved sure, sure. for Metroid only. I'm not Any other game, Metroid. it's fucking backtracking. Super Metroid still uh, on a level you design. Get, uh, brilliant. Treading, treading brilliant. thin. You better... Okay. I, no, I don't. <laughs> dude, I got nothing bad to say about Super Metroid. I love that game. We can continue to talk. That's right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> terrible level design. I'm going to put it out there. Uh, speeder bikes and some toads. Anybody? Battletoads. Yeah. Just that fucking level set. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was all muscle memory and and memory. That the muscle memory. At that point, you like, you stopped looking at the screen. You had to like feel your way through the level. <laughs> um, I will. I will also throw Chrono Trigger on the pile because <clears throat> even though it was a JRPG, the that world felt more worldly than a lot of JRPG worlds. There was something. Almost storybookish about it, you know, to mm. me. And uh, so I, I always dug the level design in that game. And, and like, really smart things, like, um, for anybody who may have not played it, you get to a section where you're in the future and you meet Robo and you have to do, like, a street race with, like, a like a jet bike punk to get across uh, to another set of domes to, you know. It, like, that was strange stuff that didn't belong in a JRPG, but they put it in anyways. It was really cool. Um, Charlie, you've been, you've been mum. 
there's i mean there's a, a lot of the ones the, the more obvious ones i know we're that we're gonna touch on in a lot of we got a lot of melodramatic responses this week so i, I, I want to try and skip past those um i actually really appreciated the level design and conquer of all things yeah. um you know just um you know you know a, a lot of a lot of those uh i mean rare just in general i mean you know yeah, they, yeah. you know there are there are a couple companies that, that we could probably just like just list their catalogs like rare i mean nintendo i mean honestly like most sure. of the mario games are just like it's mario ex, galaxy ex one and two both yes brilliant levels. absolutely agreed nintendo in general they've got their levels unlocked i've yeah. never i mean yeah. like donkey kong's got all his shit down mario's got his shit down in every facet that he's ever been in um yeah. Link on the council, yes. Uh, anything to do with transportation, no. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, another game that stood out to me, and um, I've I've mentioned this game. That, to me, like I, I've brought this game up in multiple different conversations, just because it to me it just keeps on fitting. But this is one of the most, in my opinion, um, underappreciated games of like the last two I have a console generations. Say what I'm thinking. Go ahead. I'm gonna say unsla- enslaved. Enslaved and, has been great so far. Yeah, Enslaved Odyssey. Of the I haven't finished mm-hmm. it, but it's great. Um, the, the the level design in that, it's very well done. I mean, it's very Uncharted-y in terms of how you play it, but that's mm-hmm. not a bad thing at all. Um, it's it's different enough that it's not just like a clone by any means. Um, but, you know, but, you know, between, again, between the artistic aspect of the level design, it's just gorgeous. And the mechanic, you know, the, the, the play mechanic, you know, side of the level design. I mean, like, you know, not a lot of backtracking. Um you know, it's it's uh, it's it's interesting and it's engaging enough where it's not just you don't feel like they're doing the same thing over and over again. Each of the worlds, like the levels that you go to, are different enough, yeah. but it, it feels like one big cohesive world. Um, is that what you thought I was going to say? Or no, oh. no, but that's a damn good get for sure. What did no, you? I was going to say because um, I've referenced this a bunch of times on the show, and I go back to it for a lot of reasons because there's all of the things you mentioned that can be a stew for a great game. It covers most of it. For me, and that is um, for level design in this instance, Shadow of the Colossus. Mm. Because while the world itself is, don't you roll your eyes at me? You know that talk you just that threat you just made about Metroid. Don't sass me. <laughs> um, the 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 thing with that game is, is while the world, the open portion of the world that it takes place in, is not so much a level as it is a space for the levels to occupy. The mm. levels themselves That's are the true. colossi, and they are amazing. That's true. Yeah, when you when you frame it in that light, it's uh, yeah. That's definitely I've not seen that and before. And you mentioned how good level design can save a game, or you know, other aspects of a game if the levels are weak can save the bad level design. Sometimes mm-hmm. this is one of those instances where great level design trumps really shitty controls because Shadow of the Colossus <laughs> has crap controls until you adjust to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about so really bad level design? Um, uh, I'm I'm gonna say that. Um, a lot, uh, and this comes up in the mailbag, but I'm, I'm going to bring it up now. A lot of people herald the God of War trilogy, you know, the God of War series, as, yeah. as having really excellent level design. Um, on the whole, I would agree, but I'm sorry, that hell level <laughs> in the first God of War um, almost ruined the entire rest of the game for me. It was just so bad like with with those with those with that sequence of you having to go back and forth between the logs with the spinning blades or whatever it was yeah i mean that was just so bad um but um i mean it's you know that's one of those instances where like the game is just so good but then there's just this one part in this one level that is just like so frustrating it just almost makes you forget about all the rest of the good stuff what you got goat i think we need to make uh make mention of the uh the worst level design game in all of history oh uh, E.T. and the Atari. Oh, well, oh, yes, yeah. that's true. Um, <laughs> Legendarily g- bad. G- give like, it its due. 
it yeah. did something horribly bad to where it's legendary. I mean, yeah. the, the game is literally unplayable because it's so poorly designed. So bad it was buried. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not bad because it's not fun. It's not bad because it's it it it's like just looks bad even for the day. I mean, the game is literally unplayable. If you haven't watched the 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 the, the documentary that the name. Atari. I, uh, is it just called Atari? Mm-hmm. Um, um, where where you know they they dig up the cartridges and everything and um, and uh, you've done yeah. something wrong because you haven't watched it yet. Yes, agreed. Um, yeah, so um, you know that's definitely that that probably is the worst level design. That, that's the the the, the yeah. platinum trophy for you, PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> I can name two games that had terrible fucking level design, and I kind of feel like these games, the people who made them, probably were very proud of them at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is Castlevania Two: Simon's Quest. That game has terrible fucking level design. What was so bad about it? It they, it was almost like proto RPG stylings in in a Castlevania game, but it the stairs it you could go left or right, and it was like almost like open world for the time where you hmm. could just kind of go in either direction, and it just went on seemingly for fucking ever. Um, it made no sense. I mean, it was I, I don't even know how to explain it. Um, the other one. Um, Fuck! I had it. I just blanked on it. <laughs> uh, I thought of that one first, actually. I, 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 uh, well, John's getting his head back in the yeah, game yeah. here. Um, <clears throat> pun intended. Uh, <laughs> um, interesting level design and a personal favorite of mine, just for like the the integration and like the timing of it, um, was Bayou Billy on the NES. Oh, because I you had it, remember that it, it integrated the zapper gun in and the controller. I uh, yeah I, I I think I. I feel like I played that, but I'm having a hard like time. Upward scroll it, one, and you like it. had to wander around, and then like every third level was a, a rail shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you had that the player two had to be a zapper, and there's only one player game. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was that was uh, pretty ingenious for the time. Yep. I, I don't think there was any other games that did that besides Bayou Billy. I certainly can't think of any. Fairly recent games, though, that that had bad level design. I mentioned earlier in the episode, um, Assassin's Creed Liberation. That game had some crap ass level design. That's actually part of what ruined it. Everything else was kind of fine, but the, really? the levels looked fine, but they were just uh, laid out like shit. Yeah. And just in terms of how like structurally how it was laid yeah, out. Yeah, and then they 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 coupled that with a mechanic where like it was kind of interesting because Aveline could go into like like a boudoir and change into other outfits, and the outfits did certain things for her like. She could wear like a, a gentle lady's outfit and have like a little parasol, and she could sneak around in polite society, and that affected her <laughs> stealth abilities. And then she had a like a civilian clothing, non-assassin thing, where she was like they it was they called it like her slave clothing, I think, or something mm-hmm. like that. And she could run around in that stuff, and um, that affected it. But the problem is, is when you're wearing the like the polite society clothing with a little parasol, you can't jump, you can't scale walls because you got the big like hoop skirt on. Oh sure, and there are certain sections where you couldn't jump over shit. Like you can climb up the fucking walls and move around thing, but they, it was just bad level design. It was like half cooked. You know? Yeah. It, it just, yeah. Artificial limitations, you know, just, you know, are to me are the, the low, like, like invisible walls and things like that. Oh or my like God. when, when you can walk up to like some sort of like ledge or border or rockers or just something that is waist high yeah. and the game won't let you just climb up it. Like you have to like find some way to walk around. Like in games that don't have like a jump mechanic or whatever. Yeah. Like to me, that is like the most annoying thing in the world. Like that is just so lazy and just 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 very barely forgivable to me. Um, sp- speaking of uh, that, that's my one qualm 
with Mad Max, Mad Max is the no, no, no. shittiest no, 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 jump no, no, no. on no, no. the planet. They give you a jump, mm-hmm. and it, 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 it it's more of a kick in the face. Like I'm okay with it. Okay, you <laughs> can't get worthless. over this. Yeah, you can't get over this because you know I can't jump. Uh huh. That's fine. I can jump in Mad Max, and I still can't get over a waste high rock. Yeah, it's terrible. They they might they should like, have not they can't. Yeah, there is no purpose. <laughs> and it's whatsoever. mapped to the left trigger, so you would, yeah. they could have found something better to do with that. But you know, like is is, is it part of? Can you do like? Like I, I haven't played Mad Max, but I mean, like I know he, there's there's like hand to hand combat yeah. that can be used in hand to hand combat no. for like jumping. You can roll, but that's right bumper. <laughs> that's right, yeah. No, no, and he jumps like all right. So I'm gonna date it's myself. The wimpiest jump yeah. ever. So he jumps like Stuart from Mad TV. <laughs> yeah, look what I can do. That's it. No yeah. more than like, I mean, on a good day with an upwind two foot jump, fourteen inches. Yeah, <laughs> wow. and and there's no there's, there's no time where you have to. Use there it. is nothing so far Not that, that I've, I've seen. seen. Wow. Okay. Yeah. They're just like, you can jump. Good for you. Here's the gold star. If you go back and you dig through a lot of N64 games, Mm -hmm. there was some shitty level design. Turok the Dinosaur Hunter had some terrible level design. You could get lost in the fog haze forever. Doom 64, Um, Duke Nukem 64. But there were some games that had good level design from that time, like like Blast Corps um, and Pilot Wings. Oh, yeah. Um... I wouldn't say Jet Force Gemini had. I just like that game. <laughs> it, it, that didn't have great level design. Um, I mean, there's a lot of older games inherently seem to have bad level design because they were oh, limited at the yeah. time. But I mean, it's it's not often that I play a modern game, you know, like Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3 era forward. There's not a lot of games I play from that time period where I'm like, this is these are terribly designed levels. You know, the the problem is usually not the levels in modern games. Those seem to be fairly well thought out. It's usually like play mechanics or controls or bad voiceover work or bad music or a combination of those things. Or just a bad idea for a game. Is there anything Is there anything in the now? In the right now? In the last five years, or we'll say even uh, 10 years since <clears throat> the 360 debuted in 2005. Is there anything in the, in, in the last 10 years that you guys can think of where you're like, woof. We've actually put it down because it's that terrible. Yeah, or... because you're like, the level design was just fucking terrible. I mean, I've played some individual sections like that cat, that uh, Western game Gun. That game was fun, but the final boss battle was infuriating shit. It's terribly designed. But the game as a whole wasn't designed poorly. So, like, there are chunks and sections. Another game that I think has done it really well is the the, the recent Rayman entries. Rayman Origins yeah. and Rayman Legends. Yeah, yeah. Their level designs have been fantastic, especially those music levels. I mean, oh, they're so well done. Um, God, well, one game, this is kind of random. One game that I do recall is just having like really awful level design, like, like just really lazy was that X-Men Destiny, the game that they came yeah. out in, uh, in back in 2011. Yeah. Um, I played it in the 360 and that, that, that game was just, it was such just a crap cash in. Like it was, there was just nothing really interesting about that game. Um, and I just remember the level design and that just being completely, like, just very frustrating. A lot of really frustrating elements in that game. Um, another games I thought were really, were were well. So uh, Force Unleashed, the the, yeah. the first Force Unleashed, I thought was very well done. The second Force Unleashed was just lazy. Shit, yeah. it was like it was like half of a game, and and one of the levels was an entire one of the levels just just backtracked. Yeah, like you 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 went back to like I think maybe even twice. You you played yeah. two entire levels two times all the way through. Yeah. Um, another game that uh, that that was just really lazily done which I, I kind of enjoyed but that's just because I'm a Tron that was uh, Tron Evolution um, just a, is very very repetitive very um, um, 
you know, just uh, again, that it, game it, it looked was, right. It just didn't yeah, play it, very yeah, well. It was just a, it was just a licensing cash in. And then, I mean, the first Assassin's Creed. I mean, a yeah. lot, lot of great ideas there, but oh yeah, my yeah. God, how repetitive can you possibly yeah, get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not even talking about the flags. I'm not even talking about the optional stuff. Like the actual main game, you just did this, the, the same five things over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I know a lot of people who complained about, remember the, the Enter the Matrix like video game? A lot of people complained about the level designs oh, in that. Well, I mean, it wasn't so much the level design in Enter the Matrix. It was the AI. The AI was just so stupid. It was pretty bad. Stupid. It was pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, like, it was some of the worst. Like, you know, they, one of the sequences is you're playing as, I don't remember the, the name of the other characters right now, but it was, um, you're, you're playing in a, in a sequence. You can play, basically play through the game twice, you know, and, you know, just seeing the, the, the story from the two characters' perspectives. And, um, and one of the sequences where you're driving, um, it, you know, the, the characters are in the same place, regardless if you're playing it both ways. So in, in playing it through is one way, you're driving a car, and the other, the other way, you're hanging out the window of the car um, doing the shooting. And when I played it through as hanging out the window of the car doing the shooting, yeah. the, the, the AI that was driving the car, the other character... Must have crashed that car like twenty times. It was so frustrating. But that's all AI, and uh, you know I don't blame that on the level design so much as I do just on bad AI programming. Go. Can you think of any others on your side? Uh, yeah, I, I, I was digging through my my records in my heads, and uh, the blood of the werewolf. Blood, <laughs> blood of the werewolf. I don't remember that one. Uh, I was uh, a retro throwback <clears throat> from uh, from three sixty. Uh, it was like a Castlevania-ish kind of idea that didn't uh, didn't hit the mark in any any way whatsoever at, at all. It was like bad level design, bad um, bad controls. It was like one of those throwback games. Where we're like, look, it's retro. Gotcha. And the controls were like from 1983. Oh, by the way, I'd also like to go on record as saying probably I, I almost feel like I can confidently speak for um, really most of gaming when I say this. Most of gamers when uh-huh. I say this. Fucking sewer levels suck in pretty much <laughs> every game ever made, ever, except for the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the NES because that game was fun. And any time you're ever in a sewer in the Fallout games, you're fine. Other than that, like, every time, like, as a kid, every time anybody ever was like, we're going to go into the sewers. I was like, oh, fuck you. Again with this crap. It's like sewers and water temples, man. Sewers, (laughs) water temples, and uh, deserts. I, like, never wanted to be in the desert as a kid. Well, they're they're hot. They are hot. I'm sure we could probably list 50 games on each side of the fence yep. you know, that had good level design. Pretty sure or, we have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But bad level design, for some reason, it's harder to, to think of bad level design because there's so many games that deserve a nod for being shit. Yep. Uh, a Boy in sh- His Blob had terrible level design, the original one. Oh, God. I just thought about that. Another World. Yeah. That, uh, that game had great level design. Uh. It was just really hard. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just didn't like it. That it was... and flashback both had really smart yeah. level design. Well, when we uh, when we move on to the mailbag, and yeah, let yeah, them that's chime a, in. that's an, yeah, that's enough of our answers. Let's see what you guys had to say on the matter. Okay, so you're gonna have to forgive me as we go through these mailbag responses here. I'm gonna be dancing a little bit. Um, I need to make sure I hit my steps for the day. Um, because is that what it is? Yeah. Well, yeah. There, I, there's. Uh, have you ever heard of Pact? 
No. P- pact is a uh, website slash service slash app where basically you agree, you make a pact to um, to like work out so many days a week, and if you don't, they take money out of your bank account. <laughs> uh, my God, <laughs> wait, I'd be broke. Um, I mean, you can you can specify how much. So if I I've I've made a pact to work to work out to run three times a week, and it pays attention to my Fitbit stats to to tell whether or not I ran basically. So technically, I could conceivably just have a, a big day of walking and it would count that. But that's you know fine. That is insane. Um, and um, if I if I make my three runs in a week, um, then I I get I've been getting in the ballpark of like, um, like. Like a dollar, a dollar sixty, or something like that for like for like the week. Um, for if I don't make my three, then for every one that I didn't do, they take five bucks. Un no no. <laughs> it's very motivating. I'll oh, tell you yeah. that much. I would not have run either would, yesterday or today. Would motivate it, me to cancel my account. With that, <laughs> that's what it would do. Um, but I did run today, but I was so inactive the rest of the day that I haven't hit my steps yet. Um, but I'm currently at 9,948 out of the 10,000 that I need. And so I will get 50 steps in the next hour. So I'm okay. Dance, sucker. <laughs> Goat's looking at me with a very confused look on his face. Goat, would you like to say something? The amount of money you throw away is just <laughs> phenomenal. No, um, he's going to bounce <clears throat> in that chair to meet his steps. That, that's the thing. I haven't thrown any money away yet. I've made my pact every week so far. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you that. But it just... Why? Uh, because it's motivating. That's why. Well, why don't we make it $100 then? Because uh, I'm not stupid. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be further motivation. Uh, it, it's true. However, I, uh, I, I, I acknowledge that there could very easily be circumstances that would you, yes. could, you could you could cost you five dollars yes or or 10 <clears throat> or 15 if i don't get to run at all in a week but uh yeah yeah um no the the five is plenty good uh but anyways uh on to the mailbag responses so our mailbag question for the week was um we could switch jobs but I'm sorry. You could get two days worth of steps in one day of my job. I do about twenty thousand a day. Um, doesn't would only still count as one day. But yes, that's true. Um, so our mailbag response for uh, a question for the week was: Tell us about a game that you felt had exceptionally good or bad level design. Our first response, maybe ever, on Google Plus. Yay! Black Mesa, Pietro, I appreciate you. Um, he, uh, this person says uh, the Bios- the Bioshock series or uh, Metro Redo. Um, both have really good level design. Um, Metro 2033, uh, I believe, is referring to. Um, I have not played that game, but I have, I have heard very good things about the level design in that one. Yeah, it's it's very atmospheric, and I'll everything is it. very detailed. There's a lot of little things to stop and look at. They're pretty cool games. Very Russian. Very Russian. <laughs> All right, so uh, Kirsten Sealander said, Jack and Daxter had good level design. They were challenging, but at the same time, uh, you didn't have to spend too much of your time figuring them out. Uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen was bad. It was fucking bad. Took too long to get all the characters in your party, and the two weakest were always assigned together. Talk about annoying. She also said, can I point out that Wonder City in Arkham City was beautiful? It was. It's a shame you only go there for one mission. They really nailed the abandoned uh, spoopy feel, especially with the level's music. Um, so uh, there was that one. Uh, let's see. Uh, Calvin Sist says, Water Temple in Zelda 64 was the best level design. <laughs> 
What? <laughs> I, I feel there's a troll among us. <laughs> After that was probably the bank heist job in GTA 4, um, mm. which which was fun. Yeah. I think it was called Four Leaf Clover. Worst levels, most stressful, the surfing level in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the last level of Battletoads. Yes, and You're yes. not wrong. Um, Sean Ward says, I love Cards Against Humanity. I don't think that he understood the spirit of the question, but I appreciate the contribution, Sean. Hey. Well, I, too, hey. love Cards Against Humanity. They have great level design. Technically, I guess they do. Um, Christy Kokorian Rivers says, Missed. Holy shit. <laughs> I'll, I'll give him that. I love <laughs> there this. There you go. Yeah. Well then. Um, Autumn Sprague Mitchell says Persona Two is ridiculous, even with a with a help guy doing a throwback. I loved all the levels for PSO for the DC. Uh, Darcy Twitch Mitch says Banjo Kazooie had fantastic level design, in my opinion. Uh, they were small but seemed to have that big feel. You had similar challenges in every level and had hidden goodies and nooks and crannies. It's always been my favorite. Josh Wright says Counter Strike maps Dust and Dust Two have been played for like fifteen years. Excellent map design, which is true because nine out of ten times when I play Counter Strike, that's still what everybody wants to play is dust. Um, also, Dark Souls One had some great and not so great levels. Sin's Fortress and Blight Town sucked. He is correct about both of those things. Chris Pike says Mech Warrior Three Pirates Moon Tiny Maps. I used to play that online. My first online game ever that I ever played online. That guy is the first person I ever met playing online, and to this day we are still friends. Like like almost twenty years later. Aww, that's yes, so yes, sweet. Yes. Um, you still Nate, play MechWarrior? No, I I would. I, I just nobody <laughs> fucking plays it. Nate James says I love Hotline Miami One, and I even love Hotline Miami Two, but I really don't like most of the level design in the second game. The levels in the second game are almost too big because a complaint as a complaint myself and many others have is that you can frequently get killed by an enemy off screen, which is really irritating after a while. For a game that's more or less a stealth shoot 'em beat 'em up, it's really not a good idea to have so many enemies that you just can't see but they can see you from off screen. And uh, finally, Ryan Ingram says, Mario Maker. Enough said. (laughs) Yes, any game where you make the levels, I'm sure you believe has uh, pretty fantastic level designs. One would think. Yeah, that that seems to be kind of... Narcissistic. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it's sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy, but... Uh. I'm, I, I would have accepted a much better answer of Mario Maker. Check out my levels at... Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> you do have to expect a plug there, don't you? <clears throat> All right, and then uh, Joe Muller says, I remember really enjoying the early Legacy of Kane games, Blood Omen and Soul yeah. River 1 and 2, for this reason. Yes, yes, and yes. Loved them. Um, that's the reason I had a PlayStation. Uh, not only did the world of... Nazgoth, man, that always messes me up. Uh, have a unique and great feel, but the story led you back through the area areas multiple times. Uh, each time you return to an area of the open world, the game did it in a way that made the level feel new and fresh. Which he's not wrong by yeah. any way. If you're gonna do backtracking, that's a that's yeah. an example of doing it. <clears throat> yes, correctly. Yes, correctly. Uh, Joe then also says uh, also obligatory shouts out to God Award Uncharted series. Right on. Uh, also obligatory um, PSA, Joe Muller is Team Blue yeah. <laughs> all the way, 125%. He has the logo tattooed on his anus. Uh, ooh, yikes. Uh, I cannot verify uh, that. Joe, can you please confirm whether or not Goat has seen your anus? 
Thank you. <laughs> oh, or maybe not. Maybe I just don't need to know that. Yeah. Uh, Mitch Tayo says, uh, the first God of War was my one of my favorites just for the sheer scale of the levels and environmental puzzles. Ico, oh, Ico was good too. Oh, uh, yeah. Did a great job of making you feel small throughout. Most recently, Super Meat Boy sets the bar for what a oh 2D under a minute platform challenge should be. And the Devil May Cry reboot had some uh, had a great oh, sense yeah. of each level working to outdo the last. How did I leave those last two out? Because he's right. Those um, were right up your alley. DMC yeah. was a, a pro game for you. It was good. <laughs> yep. Uh, Silas Dameron says, I've been reminded lately about how much great level design there was on the Super Nintendo. Super Metroid and Yoshi's Island both struck a great balance between challenge and fun exploration. Donkey Kong Country did that really well, too. Uh, we agree. Uh, in that same vein, Symphony of the Night. Uh, I'll, also, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll also nominate GoldenEye on Unreal, uh, both which really delivered on the experience of interacting with a lived-in world. Uh, the only good example of poor design I can think of is Donkey is Donkey Kong 64. Uh, I wanted to love that game, and it had so much going for it. They worked so hard to build a huge sandbox world and loaded every character up with all kinds of skills and equipment, and then they never really gave you anything to do. 90% of the game is wandering around in corridors looking for shiny stuff. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> They did. They did give you something to do. Buy the expansion pack that you absolutely need to play the game. Yeah, the uh, the, the the memory unit or whatever. Yeah, the little yeah, red yeah. thing. Yep. Um, sometimes you have to flip some switches and move some furniture around in order to reach the stuff. Every now and then you'll encounter a, cre- a creature that can be defeated by identifying a simple pattern, and when you do, that's lots of shiny stuff falls out. Uh, such a shame considering that the aesthetics and mechanics of the game are wonderful and their exploration itself can be very satisfying. Uh, Mish Tile follows up, piggybacking on Silas's lived-in-the-world comment, The Last of Us gave me that feeling. For bad level design, I'll say uh, anything that uses invisible walls. Yes, agreed, yes. definitely. Final Fantasy Thirteen was the most recent I can think of. Yes, corridors are bad in JRPGs. Um, I'd much rather see cliffs or ocean all around me than be stopped in my tracks by a small fence because I'm on the edge of the unplay- of, of the playable world. Kind of the same <laughs> thing for me in, in Assassin's Creed, where, I mean, at least they kind of explain it, and then, like, oh, this part of their memory isn't unlocked yet or whatever. And yeah, they, they, I've always hated that. Yeah, though. but it's just, it's just annoying. Um, and then uh, Matthew Hamilton Watts uh, contributes uh, Deus Ex, the first one, and Human Revolution. Uh, exploration was rewarded with a more satisfying experience and greater options. The original PC game was one of the first times I've ever returned to an earlier save, not because I died or done poorly, but because I found a more elegant solution to a problem. That's very well said. Yeah. I'll agree with that completely. Um, so the uh, lots of great uh, social media responses to the mailbag question this week. Thank you very much, everybody. Yeah, man. Awesome. <laughs> And we do have a songbird email this week. Uh, she says, uh, Dear Detective Tronicorn Goat and Fallon Flynn, mailbag answers the good. It might be the nostalgia in my eyes, but I think Super Mario 64 has great level design. No argument here. No, it um, is great. You're yeah. right. Being the first Mario game of its time, uh, it was fun running around and exploring everything the worlds had to offer. Granted, the camera can be iffy at times, but it never did ruin my overall experience. Mm-hmm. I th- I'd like to, I mean, I don't know what there is to say other than just somebody just make a good camera engine and give it to everybody, but what the hell is up with some games and their horrible camera engines. Oh man, I've never understood that. Mario 64, they they set the bar for for bad camera. You've got people coming up with physics engines and explosion engines Mm -hmm. and particle engines. Can somebody just make a camera engine? Pretty much every game on the N64 and PlayStation One had trash cameras. Yeah, Uh, just just hire a cinematographer (laughs) as a consultant. (laughs) And build what he says. Yeah. So, yeah and, and then patent it and make millions and millions of dollars off it for everybody. Yeah, using just it. license it. Give it to everybody, yeah. please. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, the, uh, Songbird continues. The bad and the ugly. Uh, Sonic games with hub areas. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> <feel> Unanimous. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that of all gaming characters in existence, Sonic makes the least sense to ever encounter this phenomenon. Nothing about them feels natural since they're clunky as anything important that happens within them like story or upgrades would be better implemented in either a cutscene or a level additionally the npcs are forgettable and meaningless which make you think what the developers uh, could have done instead of the game uh instead to the game or why they have a job to begin with for example in sonic 06 there's a side quest which has you count boxes yep that's next gen gaming for you (laughs) um what is your somber asks us what is your opinion about the rise of walking simulators um, I'm. Not... I am quite familiar with this, you... largely as a result of being a PC gamer. Oh, um, if she is talking about what I think she's talking about, a lot of people refer to games like um, <clears throat> H1Z1, Daisy. Oh, um, okay, or, okay. Or um, you know, Infestation, games where you have to traverse extremely long. I'll use Daisy as probably the best example. Carlton and I have tried to play Daisy together. It spawns me in one area of the map, which the map is huge. He's mm-hmm. in another part of the map. There's no quick travel. There's no... Because those games are largely broken. You have to walk to get there or find okay. a bicycle or a car, which is like not fucking impossible. Um, and a lot of people joke. I played it with a group of people um, online for a while where we traveled together as a group, had guns, had survival equipment. We kept each other safe. You just walk, man. Sometimes the reason I don't play them anymore isn't because the idea isn't intriguing. It's because I don't have three fucking hours to walk across this map like I'm taking the fucking one ring to, to fucking <laughs> Mount know, Doom. Mount yeah. Doom, yeah. <laughs> so, like, it, it's. I, I understand why they exist, and I had. There was a period of time where I had time to sink into it. I do not have that time anymore, and as a result, I have no desire to do that. I'd rather play yep. in a world populated with things to do on yep. the way. Than just walk from point A to point B where the action is. That's just silly. Yeah. Um, That's bad level design. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Give me a car, please. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, At least a unicycle. Yeah. So, if, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah. So, Zongbo, responding to your specific question, what is your opinion about the rise of walking simulators? I don't know. I don't get it. Um, I don't. Uh, I mean, I, I guess that there's something to be said about. People who want more realism in their games, and I, I, I if if I, John, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I believe in these kinds of games. Like they basically have, do they have like like there there there's pretty severe consequences to dying in these games, right? Yeah, you're dead. That's it. You I mean, have like to you... start from scratch. Whatever equipment you've scrounged for, whatever guns, parts. If you found um, pieces to build vehicles, if you, I mean, you could theoretically traverse back to said place and and loot your body but they spawn you in completely different places in a game like daisy somebody else will have gotten to your yeah, best yeah yeah likely so so it's permadeath you're you're yeah it's permadeath you die once and then you can roll a new character and you drop in as a little fresh-faced person with nothing on your body gotcha. except for like a flashlight sometimes or a couple odd things so i i can understand the intrigue and the allure of a, of of that aspect like yeah. um you know it definitely presents a new challenge and i know i there, there's a game that i somebody covered a, a couple weeks ago i we, we didn't talk about it on the show i don't think but there's a game that somebody put out where if you die in the game you can't even play the game ever again like you have one shot to play this there game there have been a couple games like that oh have, okay it was a mobile game that did that once where you it was free to play but they're like i think it was called uh just one life or just one chance or something okay and it was like a 
running across buildings type game and you had to jump obstacles and you had to and if you trip and die and fall you can never play the game again yeah so on the first life no <laughs> practice levels wow. no nothing just fuck you play it do well or don't play it so i i can i can understand um the, the allure of that to some people i'm not one of those people well there was a game that just came out kind of like that this week on steam mm. that uh got some headlines where if you die in the game, it locks you out of your ability to play the game on Steam for a certain period of time. Wow! Like you, you—it's a first-person shooter mm-hmm. where you you play well or you can't play it for a while. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Um, Goat, what do you think? Yeah, whatever. People have different tastes. Like if you, I mean, so what? What do you think is? Do you do you have any? I guess um, aside, anything to add as far as just why do you think that these games are popular with some people? Like, what do you think the interest is there? I, well, I, I mean, there's, I, I mean, I'm going to go full goat here. And uh, I think it's because people are too fucking lazy to leave the house and do it themselves. <laughs> Having played <laughs> a right. bunch of these style of games, I think the allure comes from that because they're purely PvP based and largely, largely, um, they're not, they're not monitored. Like it's very mm. cutthroat. There's an element of like tension in these games because you could bump into somebody at any time. I've seen videos of people yeah. like, like it's people, like people getting like looted and stuff like that, yeah, and it's yeah. like it's it's serious. It's man. very intense sometimes. That's the appeal of these games, and people like to loot and forage for things and then build themselves up from nothing. And that's it's it's an interesting part of the game, but it's not great. It's not good wow. enough to justify hours of just walking through a field until you bump into somebody and then something cool happens and then it's another hour of nothingness. I would, I would almost so ask Songbird, what, what do you think of these games? You know, in, in your yeah. next correspondence with us, I would be curious to hear what your thought on them are or mm. what your experience with yeah, them. It maybe. might be just like that, that, that Mad Max ego thing where, you know, you're alone in the world and you got to survive or whatever. Yeah. Like, um, myself, guys, out. I have more things to do in my life. <laughs> um, Songbird asks, uh, so Yarn seems to be taking off lately in the gaming world. Um, Yoshi's Woolly World, um, yeah, the Kirby Epic Yarn, uh, yeah, Little Big Planet, stuff mm-hmm. like that is uh, you know, some of the examples I'm thinking of. Knitting too, Simulator 15, that was really good. Uh, sh- sure. Um, what do you guys think will be the next big aesthetic? Um, um, prophylactic Train Simulator. It'll be, it'll be the Dick Train, uh, Gamerhead Radio Dick Train um, game. PVC is the answer PVC, there you to, go. to your question. Um, I don't know. Um, I mean... Look forward to the uh, the playable demo on PS4 later. Well, they're doing that, that PlayStation 4 game with the guy that's made out of string yarn, the little yarny guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You know? um, so other than yarn, what else? I mean, I guess it's just in general like... I kind of like, want a rubber band guy. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'd love to see a Velcro dude where he has to like Velcro oh. his way up the walls. That would shit. be interesting. Yeah, imagine yeah. imagine like an Explosion Man, explosion man game, mm-hmm. but the mm-hmm. guy's made out of uh, rubber bands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like bounce around a rubber band. Oh, oh yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's like I, I think, you know, this isn't what you asked, but I, I think that, um, you know, that uh, you know, when you think about like like crafty stuff like that, like you know, with the way that you know, like you know, Yoshi's Woolly World is as far as like everything looking like handmade and stitched together and all that. I mean, like it is kind of the exact polar opposite of what video games are to most people, and so I think that you know uh, that that. Um, you know, like you know, cross that 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 crossing is uh, is what makes it so interesting, which I think is why a lot of companies are doing it. Um, and it sells. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it acts yeah, as a yeah. portal for people who mm-hmm. maybe wouldn't uh, an aesthetic of the game yeah. appeal to people. So, I mean, as far as far as I mean, what else? What else is there aside from like crafty stuff? I'm like, still sticking with Velcro, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, that'd be a good game, but I mean, like, 
she's asking me like a trend. Like there's been like a trend, trend? of like crafty type oh, looking oh, games. Oh. So like, what do you think mm. an, an, another trend could be? Um, God, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what's left. Um, oh, I mean, the chemicals. Music games would, would would have been an answer if it hadn't been mm-hmm. done already. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So she's talking like that whole idea, like we have music games. That's now, how I'm interpreting. Now it. Now just, we, just now we like have like crafty a, stuff. I was thinking more yeah. like what was the next thing to do? I mean, like Agent Orange, they might put in a game, something like that. <laughs> that would be weird. Um, <laughs> put smells into the game. I would really, 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 really like to know what those sewer levels. Oh smell man! Like. Oh man! Put smells in the game and bring back Booger Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, she says aesthetic. So, I mean, okay. like, I think it's more like aesthetic. microvisual. Um, um, I think we're going to have to go back through a steampunk binge. It's coming back around. Oh, I could see I that. I could see that, yeah. Um, and I could see, um, I could see now that we're really getting in. I mean, you, you know what I think? I think we're, we're, we're kind of into it. We're starting to see more is um, animal companions. Like in games, like every game that's coming out now has some sort of animal companion. Oh, yeah, your yeah. pet is literally a pet now. Yeah. So I, th- I think I, th- I think that that is going to become a. Um, I mean, that's, that, again, not really what you're asking as far as aesthetics are concerned, but like as far as a trend, um, I you know we're, we're already seeing it with um, you know with uh, with Fallout Four and um, there's been uh, oh uh, Metal Gear Solid Five Mad Max too. Yeah. Up at Mad Max. <laughs> oh yeah, I so. figured that out too. You're right. Uh, Dinky is the food Dinky, you get. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, so uh, I think actually the next aesthetic I'd like to see, and hopefully it happens, is the more artistic stuff where it's hand drawn. Like that needs to come back. Like Cuphead, you think that might maybe? That oh, or like, yeah, oh. that's it. That's yeah. it right there. Cuphead is going to be. Yep, yeah, that that's my answer. Absolutely. There like, you go. Cuphead is going to, I believe, start um, start a wave of like like hand drawn old school. No. Stop talking. Um, <laughs> it's going Here to, is Mike. Uh, is going to is going to start a wave. Well, people are going to look, uh, assuming it's successful, which yeah. I'm assuming it will be. People yeah. are going to people are already, going to look at that. It's already been started too. It's like uh, Gunman Clive. Oh, is that the same kind of aesthetic? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. John's I, I wholly and entirely disagree. Gunman Clive looks nothing like Cuphead. Oh no, no, not like Cuphead. But I'm saying like the the two D platformer hand drawn the, the, the hand drawn looking yeah. idea. And like, right, like not actually hand drawn, but that it looks I will like, relate it to. Okay, okay. it looks like and it was drawn out with pencil. Rayman Origins, not Legends, but Origins was hand drawn. So yeah. that mm-hmm. you know, again, not at all like Cuphead, but um, I think I think Cuphead is going to spark something there. Like awesome. it's it's going to um, you know, it's uh, I mean that that is an entire you know, uh, uh, like section, like an entire like like style of animation of like of like art design and everything that we have not seen in i mean it's true since a level in kingdom hearts 2 with with simba willie i mean like we haven't seen that at all and so um if cuphead does as well as i think it's going to do i think a lot of people are going to latch onto that and we could see some stuff i'll be there on day one that's a that's that's gonna be great agreed agreed um songbird does have one more question for us but um songbird i don't think we um can answer this one on the spot this is uh so i'm assigning this uh, to us as homework that uh, that we will uh, try and answer for next week. Um, she has us asked us to describe a level in a haiku. Uh, three, of course, three sentences, um, five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. I certainly can't come up with something on no, the spot on the for spot. that one. No, no, yeah, no, so, not um, not not just because I have a, a pea brain, but also because I'm I'm like functioning on no sleep and I'm yeah. virtually so, cross-eyed. but but we will answer your question next week. We will we will we will we will that that is our homework for next week. Um, yes, no goat. stink face goat. You have homework. I didn't do just haiku. like the rest of us. I didn't do the haiku assignment in high school, and now you can you can redeem yourself. That's right. So um, who said I wanted to be redeemed? Nobody, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely nobody. But uh, you will. So uh, so so thank you very much, Chongbi, for your email. Um, we will Yay. we will answer your question next week. I promise. Um, so um, thank you, and thank you everybody for all your responses. We greatly appreciate it. 
Um, gentlemen, do you have anything coming up in your lives that is any different than what we said over the last couple weeks? No. no. <laughs> All right, then. So next week's show, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Um, if you are not familiar with it, uh, there is a board game that exists in the Bioshock Infinite universe called Bioshock Infinite, The Siege of Columbia. Um, I have been sitting on this board game unplayed for far too long, and so we are going to fix that problem. So next week, we are going to get together before the show. Uh, we're going to play this board game, and um, then on the show, we are going to talk about it. So our mailbag question to you is, what questions do you have, if any, about the uh, Bioshock Infinite board game? And um, are there any other board game videos? Video game tie-ins that you have come across that you have particularly enjoyed, um, and of and of course uh, we will uh, endeavor to do our best to stream this on uh, on Twitch and or Periscope or some other uh, some other format. Probably uh, probably Twitch is because then I can multi multi angle it because I can't do anything simple. And so that's gonna be our feature for next week. And so with that being said, uh, if you like what you heard, you can find us at gamerheadradio.com at facebook.com backslash gamerheadradio on google.com backslash plus gamerheadradio and on Twitter at gamerheadradio where I'm at T-E-K Charlie, Goat is at Sir Goatsworth and John is at the Fallon Flynn. Um, you can call and leave us a message at 94926gamer or email us at editors at gamerheadradio.com. Please download our official app on uh, Google Play if you have an Android phone. Um, or you can find us and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, YouTube, Twitch, or with your podcast downloader of choice. We are also now on SoundCloud, so you can find us there and do the whole, like, commenting and, uh, and uh, you know, like, calling out different points in the episode. And it's kind of a fun platform. So um, let us know what you think about our, our, our existence on SoundCloud. Thank you very much for listening. This has been yet another episode of Gamerhead Radio. And um, and uh, yeah, so next week, uh, Bioshock. Bioshock. <laughs> you said Bioshock. <laughs> Jesus, Charlie. Bioshock. I'm tired. Um, Sony Computer Entertainment SVP SVP uh, Masiyahu. Excuse me. Let me do that again. I almost said Modest Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he went. <laughs> Look, the, the name is M A S A Y A S U. It was. Yeah, Close. no, yeah, that's right there. Mm-hmm. Tit. <clears throat> tit. <laughs> <laughs> Pile shot cock and tits. Yeah, cocks, tits, boobs. and boobs, and like, that's the show this week. This is, we're getting we into bi- Easter egg territory. We got bio cocks and boobs everywhere. Yeah.